0: Welcome to Dudes with Beards Podcast, episode 30. I'm Darren, and joining me are my co-host, Matt. Hello. And Joe. Hello. The video version can be found on Facebook and YouTube. The audio version can be found on all major podcasting platforms. Please visit dwbshow.com for all the links.
1: All right. So on today's show, we will be discussing Mercedes-Benz going all-electric, Form Energy battery technology, Tesla Q2 results, how can the US meet battery demand? DHL to deploy twelve electric planes, Ford to spend more on EVs than ICE vehicles, Bosch EV transmission, gas station EV charging adoption, and Google's tensor chip in the upcoming Pixel Six.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, man, waiting to open that. <laughs> what
3: So exciting news. Um I think we can probably talk about our shirts. Yeah, go ahead. So we, we, we're wearing the, uh, it's, uh, it's Stardust Bro from Needlegrass Tyson. Uh, if, if anybody's interested, uh, he posted this um, on his uh, Facebook page, uh, like August 6th. So um, here it is right here. <laughs> so it says, uh, weekly image and link to a t-shirt conceived and designed by fans, approved by me. After fees to the artist, proceeds go to educational organizations. Note: Bro is not a part of my vocabulary, active vocabulary, but people may think it is whenever I wear sunglasses. So, and it also has the link to the Amazon page. I think it's it's twenty bucks. Um, I'll link it in the show notes as well if anybody's interested in checking it out. But like I said, he said after after they pay the artist, all the other proceeds will go to organization, um, educational organizations. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's a cool shirt.
1: Yes, it's comfy too. Yeah,
3: and then. Any other exciting news? I haven't had anything. I mean, we did take a month hiatus, so I guess we could call this like our summer, our summer break, summer vacations. Yeah, I went, um, went out of
0: town for a little bit. And
3: you had two. You had two vacations, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, went to Florida, and then I went to Maryland. i want to have three three vacations. Actually, four yeah, vacations got, this year. Yeah, you just what? ball. You're balling. We're doing a short one with Arlo. Oh. Before we leave for Alaska, so where are you guys going? Yeah, where are you taking? Uh, I think I think we're just going to go down to uh, Red River Gorge Ooh, just for the sweet. weekend. I mean, it's two hour drive. Hmm. Um, it'll be right near when stuff's starting to change. Yeah, just do a little hiking and stuff. Get get a little exercise before we do some major hiking <laughs> in Alaska.
3: Yeah, and then Alaska is is it end
0: of September? Uh, end of September, September twenty eighth. I think we're leaving. Uh, we're leaving on a Tuesday, coming back on a Tuesday. So actually, we'll be there five days, six nights, because pretty much red eye on the way back. So that's gonna be sweet.
3: Can't wait to see some yeah. of the foot pictures and the stuff that you get from that. Yeah.
0: So I, you know, that's one of the reasons I got my drone so I could get yep. some cool footage of that. So, yep. so that's, that's that's exciting news. And I mean, my exciting was- news is I'm trying to get my actually my uh, commercial. Uh, certification through the FAA for my drone and be mm-hmm. legal. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, you can be legal as a hobbyist, but because I'm putting it onto my YouTube channel, and if it ever takes off, and you know, people could turn me in, anyways. Yeah. Just if it's on there, and so it's just better to CYA right now and then go from there. For sure, that makes but, sense. But my brain does hurt from some of the stuff. How long did you say it was? Uh, it's it's a twelve hour course. Mm-hmm. I'm actually taking a. A course that has a ninety nine point nine percent pass rate. If you go through their course,
3: oh, so it's like uh, someone built it just to help. Okay, and and
0: and once you buy it, you have it for life. Hmm. So used to be every two years you had to retest. Uh, The FAA did away with that. Oh, so now you go onto the FAA site every two years and go through a refresher course. And it's free. Hmm. And then you you just you just restart that way.
3: Okay. So and that's probably hopefully there's an hour or two or yeah, I mean, something short. So it
0: shouldn't be too bad. And hmm. I mean, you know, there it, it it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, like last night I was there for two and a half hours and I was just like at watching it, and I'm watching this course at like 1.5 speed. because yeah. at one one, it's just you're just like, come on,
3: get with it. Is it all video?
0: Uh yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is because I have that ultra wide monitor, the the page displays weird. So I have to keep hitting the, the expand it so it, it just shows me. Oh like just every, the, every video. Every video it, it goes yeah. back down and have to go back up. It's like just leave it,
3: you <laughs> know, and, remember the setting.
0: <laughs> but but every every after they get done with everything, I've already taken like five little quizzes just to test your knowledge. And the guy says, if you get 80% or higher on all these, then you'll pass the test. Cool. And uh, what's cool is uh, if you get a 90% above on the test, they send you a T-shirt, these Pilot Institute stickers with your FAA certification Uh number. Uh That's pretty cool. So you can put it on your drone. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And if you don't pass, they give you $150. If you don't pass? Mm Mm-hmm why
3: because they're guaranteeing they're guaranteeing wow. oh the, the-, the course to place mm-hmm. I got you okay
0: yeah, yeah. don't mess up yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's oh, 160 fee to to take the test so I, I don't know
1: about you but i don't know how well i could focus if i was drinking pbr the whole
2: time i was <laughs> doing my studying
3: it's yeah so yeah you sent that snapchat so i got a, we get a snapchat the other it was like 2 days ago it was last, last night. It he's like, yep. He's got his headphones on. He's like, sitting here taking my taking my course and he's got my PBR. And then he's pans down and he's got a cooler on the floor. He's got like, more PBR in here. Like, in your refrigerator, like 15 no. feet away? No, because I can't put that refrigerator in. Oh, you in there still yet. haven't put? got it to bed No, because okay. I got
0: I to gotta cut and make that wall a little oh, bit bigger. Oh, okay. I got
3: you. So it's, the fridge is not plugged in yet. No. So you 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 got an excuse yeah. there. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Anything exciting last month?
1: Thankfully not. Thankfully not. Yeah. What about last weekend. Well, that was not exciting. That was <laughs> terrifying. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm just glad to. Uh,
1: Let me see if I can pull up what the name of this.
3: Did you did, did they did they tell you what it was? Uh,
1: they did and Megan knew about it and I can't remember what it was called. Hopefully I don't have too many texts to go through to find out. So I do.
3: Yeah, that's uh that was scary. Um while you're doing
1: that. Cool, thanks.
3: What do you uh what are you drinking, Darren? Uh, I Oh, oh,
1: oh. Close-up can.
0: Oh. <clears throat> well, <laughs> it's just a glass, so nothing to show. Uh, it's Boat Show by, was it Dayton?
3: Uh, Yellow Springs?
0: Is it Yellow Springs?
3: Is it, uh...
0: Yeah, it's Yellow Springs uh, Brewing. So that's what I'm
3: drinking. So Boat Show, Yellow Springs Brewery, Brewery, uh, India Pale Ale. Uh, it's, uh... Simcoe, Citra, Cascade, Columbus hops. Yes, all the hops, all the hops,
0: and it is a very, very—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's very crushable. Yes, yeah, very crushable. For it,
3: and it's seven yeah. percent, which is which is uh, crazy. Yeah, you find it?
0: I did. <clears throat> so
1: last Saturday, I woke up with like this crazy pain, like when I would inhale, just. I take a breath, and like right down the center of my chest, it was just like a stabbing pain. I'm like, well, this sucks. Like maybe I slept wrong, just didn't feel right. So the, as the afternoon went on, it was still there. Um, went to end up going to the ER because there's heart issues in my family. I just wanted to get myself checked out. and Come to find out, I had something called pleuritic chest pain. Which is caused by a virus is what they mm-hmm. categorize it as. Um, but it was terrible. Come Saturday night, serve at Darren's house with, for dinner, and like every breath, even just the slightest breath, I it was it sucked. It was probably one of the worst things that I've ever experienced in my adult life. Just because so I'm weird. usually pretty healthy, but man, so they just was, give
3: you. Did they give you antibiotics? Is that what they did?
1: No, no? Being, a, being a virus, you can't yeah, really oh, right. do virus, anything yeah. with it. Just had to let it let run it course. course. Mm. But I woke up Sunday feeling definitely better. Um, That's crazy. Trying to take it easy, um, which is hard <clears throat> when I'm at home, just to not just to sit around and do nothing. And do chores and stuff on Sunday usually. So I just took it easy. Then woke up Monday and felt way, way better on Monday. But Sunday was definitely better. But yeah, it was it was pretty bad.
3: Well, glad you went and got checked out because you never know. You know, do not let, <laughs> do not uh, let that uh, um, go un. Uh, you know, check. I mean, you got to get that checked out. You, yes. you just never know what it could
1: be. Yep. I'm healthy otherwise, though. My CT scan was good. My X-ray was good. EKG was good. I mean, I'm healthy. I just I had whatever was going That's on. Weird. Weird. Yeah, it sucked. Um, what are you drinking? I am drinking Stone and. Imperial, Star, Fokker, Fokker. No, I didn't say the other word. I said Fokker, hazy oh, IPA. Okay. So that's what I'm drinking right there. Pretty cool. And, I mean, if you guys like Stone, I don't know how long they've been doing this, but I found a little Easter egg. They put, like, the little skull guy, like, in the pool tab. Oh, I thought I that was cool. I didn't even notice that. See? It is cool. It's a huh. little something different. Like A little punch-out. But it's good. I'm not usually a, a Stone fan, there's some, yeah. something going on with their hops or water or whatever out there in California, but
0: this one is actually really good. Awesome. Yeah, I have one in the fridge. I can't wait to taste it because I usually don't oh. like stone. Yep,
3: got a little beer friend right there. Um, I have a Jackie O's, which is up uh, northern Ohio. It's Sing to the <laughs> Sun Hazy India Paleo. Yeah, that was pretty delicious. cool can art on this one, too. This one is a. Uh, it, 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 it's a limited release. I think they. I don't know if they've done it, but, before, but uh, this the first time I remember seeing it. Six and a half percent on this one.
1: What the hell? Mine's <clears throat> like nine.
3: And then I, we have like a. I think we mentioned it before, but there's like a, like a bottle shop, bottle lodge, uh, near us called uh, BC's Bottle Lodge. There's actually a couple of them. They're not too far apart, but um, go there every now and then. Uh, and they had a, a, a special tap that I had never heard of this brewery or this beer before for sure, and it's got a very catchy name. It's called uh, – and so they have a uh, – crow a crowler, right? Crowler. A crowler
0: machine. Don't so crush it. <laughs> they uh, can, April will get mad at you.
3: They can fill these out of the tap, and then they can put the lid on it. They've got a little machine that compresses the lid on there. And they can do like either a sixteen ounce or a thirty-two ounce, and then they they of course they could do a, a full like glass sixty-four ounce uh, um, growler, growler, yeah. But this is called a twisty bitch on peanut butter bar, by R Shea Brewing, and it's a coffee stout, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have like I'm looking on a tap and it doesn't have a description, so I don't know why, but it's it's only got nine hundred thirty-three check-ins. Eight hundred thirty-two unique, but it's got a like a four point one seven rating, forty IBUs, nine point two five percent.
0: Matt's going to be mad at you because you. I said did. The I IBUs. did his IBUs.
3: Hey, this isn't beer job, so. <laughs> um Oh, so their R Shea Brewing is in Akron, Ohio, so not oh. terribly far away from what? us. What? Um, hmm. Yeah, never heard of them before. So either they're newer, or we just haven't heard of them. So uh, it is a we're going to since this is a. Uh, a stout, and I said it was a porter in the beginning, and I was wrong. This is a coffee stout. Um, we like to let them warm up a little bit, stouts and porters and such. So, I'm going to pour this, and we're going to let it sit and warm up a bit, and then we'll try it here in just a few.
1: I mean, we might we might nose it at the yeah. pour. Oh yeah, we can definitely you know can definitely nose get it. a little cold nose, and then get a warm nose. Oh, Darren, you got something else. Yep. Oh, yep. what, I got something the, else. What's going
0: on here? So okay. my neighbor said I was on vacation, and he was watching our dogs and chickens for us, and he was like, you like scotch, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, would you ever try a chocolate scotch? And I said, yeah, I'd try a chocolate scotch. Well, I got home, and <laughs> these are actually chocolate with scotch inside of them. That's awesome. So I brought those because I didn't bring any bourbon, and uh, I was like, well, we can try some maybe. And I love you know, how
1: someone's watching your dogs when you're on vacation and then you still come home with gifts.
0: Well, he <laughs> he, he used most of them. I mean, oh, okay. He ate most of okay. them, but he gave us some.
1: I was like, wow. How does so, that work?
0: I know Joe won't won't, won't want the log of one, and I know you won't want want the log of is, is
1: that the one that tastes like
0: band aids?
1: Uh, it's the peat
0: creek the water, pe- the peat moss stuff. No, Man. It's delicious, are- dude. Oh now,
3: after I drink three or four sips of it, it changes. You know, I wonder if my because you know the my my smell and taste have been affected by COVID. I wonder if if that would. I haven't had it since then. I nice smell,
0: coffee notes. I just I smell peanut butter and coffee yeah I smell peanut butter and coffee I have
1: to get a little sip cold or
0: yep. yeah, cold ah,
3: so much peanut butter and coffee oh man
0: it's got a nice bitter coffee at the end it's really really good
1: see I bet that's gonna be awesome when it warms up yeah Yeah.
0: kudos
3: to shea Arshay
1: Shea. up in Akron Ooh.
3: Up in Akron.
1: Like, yeah. Hmm. Do, we, do we, is Akron like, just like, if you just go north, is Ac- Akron, or is it Akron? more like in the center?
0: It's, it's, it's over in the center. It's like, a, some more above it, Columbus? Columbus. Is it like
3: west, <laughs> s- northwest of Columbus? Yeah, so,
0: isn't w- that where the, like the God. best Halloween stuff is? I don't know. Don't they, they have a huge Halloween party up there every year, if I remember right. Um so
3: oh my it,
1: god it's like way it's is it's it up? way
3: northeast of it's it's a uh, northeast or northwest
1: it's way It's like
3: on the other side northeast. other side from Cleveland right or is it close to Cleveland uh
1: it's it's south of Cleveland okay so which it's is not as far. which is northeast of so it's, Columbus it is it is
3: closer to Cleveland than it is Columbus
0: oh yeah
3: isn't that where the um the Ho- football hall of fame is
0: in Akron I don't, know, I don't watch football.
3: I think the football hall of fame is up there.
0: All I taste is peanut butter and coffee. I'm close to it right now. It's
1: in it's in Canton,
0: Canton, okay, yeah. which
1: is just south of Akron. So okay. it's not. It's so kind it's of close. similar. Close, close. I mean, that close. sounds like a weekend trip.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is a.
2: Mm,
1: man. It's like peanut butter coffee.
0: <laughs> it's good.
1: It's got a good nose.
0: So. Out of these, let's see. I can't read. So you said my, you
1: had Lagavulin.
0: So I, there's a Lagavulin. There's a Talusker. It's a single malt, 10-year. Uh, Oban. Oban. O-B-A-N. Do these have it's like a, an
3: ABV on them?
0: It's a 14. Well, there's, I mean, it's just, there's probably just, just a little like, bit in little there. Just little bit in there. Just
3: give me anything but the Lagavulin.
0: But there's an Oban that's a 14-year. Uh... Dallawiney, I'm terrible with scotch names, so it's a 15-year, and then the Singleton, which is a good scotch, it's a 12-year.
3: What do you want, Matt?
1: I want it. You want the Lagavulin? You want the, Not the Whatever. I'll take that one no, for the team.
0: I, I I want the Lagavulin. He likes I love Lagavulin. I love log, Lagavulin.
3: It's cool, though. It's like uh, like little uh, so do you copper want a, foil on them.
0: Do you want a 10-year, a 14-year, or a 15-year? Fourteen, and these are dark chocolate uh, with a I don't know real I can hear real headphones. real scotch.
3: Doesn't feel like it's center, um, sloshing around in there.
1: Good. Megan, sorry, this is why that Saturday after this podcast, I felt the way I did. <laughs> what? How did you feel? I have a feeling I'm going to feel like. Sh- Crap!
3: Yeah, because we're doing beer review this, and it's all freaking dippers. <laughs> it's a for well, there's like three dippers, I think. I I know there's a bunch of uh, IPAs. But... Oh,
1: oh oh Wait, are we going to split it four ways?
3: Yeah. Okay, so that it won't, won't be as a, as it, it won't be as but, bad. But we have two of each. No, nope, we're <laughs> not doing two of each. Did you get did you Okay, so in the middle.
0: Mm. It's right after the top cap. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry for the smacking, but. Yeah, <laughs> ASMR. No ASMR. What's What's the food ASMR called?
3: Oh, I don't know. The Those, one Liz watches all oh the time. Oh my
0: god, that drives me nuts.
3: This is perfect. And then you drink it with your peanut butter, coffee. Stop.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. That, dark, that dark chocolate makes those peat notes, like, tamer. Knocks them down. hmm mm. Yeah. I'm to have to go home and drink some more and... Lagavulin.
3: <laughs> Sipping. That's perfect. That's a good pairing.
0: hmm Thanks, Andy, if you ever watch this.
3: Washing it down with the Twisty Bitch. These beer
0: names, man. I don't know how an IPA is going to taste on top, top of that dark chocolate.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, true. Find out.
3: <laughs> IP. I don't know. Like whenever I, I eat, like um, like a sour patch kit or something with like, an, and then an I like the it brings out the tartness in the IPA or Ooh. or maybe a sour beer. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, that was not a good mix.
0: So, when we get to our first article,
1: whatever that is.
3: Any anything interesting in the last month other than the exciting news that you want to talk about? No. I mean, you talked about the drone or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just been working, so yeah. nothing nothing crazy. Well, well you, for you me.
0: could you hit over 500 oh, subscribers.
3: Oh, yeah. My, uh, my gaming YouTube channel, it's, um com. Actually, I broke six hundred. I'm like a six hundred one. Nobody, oh. nobody unsub.
0: You didn't. You didn't tell me that. It was like happening. this said morning. you were. You were close to it.
3: Happened this morning. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's been a year and a half because I started around the same time we started this channel. So, and we're at like really. We're, we're, we're like, at like almost like two sixty. We're almost at two seventy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's about a year and a half.
1: Yeah. Why did I think you had that channel way before? Oh, I, I had it. I
3: just never he put just anything. Never... I never oh. uploaded anything to it. Okay. Right. I didn't actually, I had, I think I had my personal, personal channel or I've had that forever Yeah. and then I, I've had the Rex and I just never put anything on there until a year and a half ago. And then, you know, our channels,
1: right.
3: About the same, you know, the same time we started doing this, I started doing that because of COVID, you couldn't go anywhere and do anything. So right. I just started making videos and, and I, I was streaming. I'm going to start streaming again when it gets a little, as the, now with the weather, hopefully is getting cooler in about another month. Which it's freaking hotter than ever right now, but
1: it's crazy here in Ohio people.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: they don't have to take care of the yard so much, they don't have to do so much stuff outside.
0: Speaking and, of taking care of the yard, why is your neighbor not using his I irrigation system? I don't know. That uh, thing that, is brown.
3: All I think I know is the um, there was a piece of sidewalk near um, the easement of our two houses. Yeah. When he moved in that had a crack in it. And they finally come in they came and fixed that. And when they dug it out and fixed it, they broke one of his sprinkler heads that was right near it. I don't know if he ever got that fixed. Oh. And so maybe he just doesn't use it because it, they never fixed that sprinkler head. But like, that's just silly. Yeah. because his, his, Yeah. His yard's dead. Yeah. Well, hibernated brown, whatever you want right. to call it. I don't know. Anything else in the last month? Interesting. Mr. Matt. Other than work. How's the model Y?
0: That's why your chest hurt, because you're wax on, wax off it too much. Uh I like that hypothesis.
1: It makes sense. I mean, hey,
3: that's a better story. Yeah. All right. First article up we have for podcast episode 30 is from Mercedes-Benz USA. So they announced that they are going all-electric, and you can see here uh, this is from the, the press release um, from July 22nd, uh, and this was over in Germany, and it says, "All newly launched architectures will be electric only from 2025 onwards, so starting in 2025.
0: Well, see, that's what I don't understand. Why is this a big deal? Because it was like a year and a half or two years ago that they came out and said, by 2025, yeah, we're going to be all electric." So it's not like it's a new thing that there was going that way. And that's why I didn't understand about it was this big press release because everything's hyped up now, even though they already planned on doing it two years ago.
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't don't know if that was, I don't know. Remember them saying everything or if they just Mm -hmm. said, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I think we talked about it it
0: because I was like, well, what are they going to do with the whole compressor line? Oh yeah. I mean, because that's their, that's their high end, I end, you know, Compressor line, yeah. The com- they still do that, yeah. Well, that ended no. like back in two thousand. No, you have to order those. Yes, really.
1: Yes. So it's like a, it's like that. Is that with AMG or is that above that's, that's AMG? A,
0: that's an AMG with the compressor motor, which is the The supercharged, the supercharged high hmm. top top. Yes, really.
1: Know. And I guess you would know <clears throat> since you own a
0: Benz, but.
1: I don't own one. Yes, you do. No, I do <laughs> you not. You are married, and what's mine is yours, and <laughs> yours is mine.
0: Yeah, but that's so. So sorry, you lease up ends. That that's only that's only a a B. So in in only in Mercedes, they have the A class, which is the lowest class, then the B, then the C. Still Mercedes. But but it's still a Mercedes.
1: That's like just saying I drive a Y. Oh,
0: it's not an S. I drive (laughs) a Y. You still have a freaking Mercedes. It's still really nice. Yeah, it is really nice when I get to drive it. Mm. I actually surprised her with some uh, window tint the other day. She was tickled pink.
3: You bought some to put on, or are you going to have somebody do it?
0: No, uh, she said, I'm I'm driving your truck to work tomorrow because i got to take a saw back I worked on for this lady at work, and it's been in my garage for like three months, four months, five months, something like that. It just, it's, it's a piece of junk and it, it wasn't really, it wasn't really worth putting any money into to fix uh-huh. it. So she took it back to her and I text my buddy Steve and I was like, Hey, uh, can you happen to get Lisbeth's car in, in the morning? And this is like seven o'clock at oh, night. Oh,
3: so you took, was that so, over to Phoenix?
0: Yeah. So I took it over, over to my buddy Steve and he hooked me up, put ceramic on there. Oh sweet, she loves you didn't it.
1: Even she, you didn't even tell
0: us. Didn't even
1: tell us. Did you do the windshield?
0: No. Does she park in a garage or out in a lot? She she's in a lot. So it probably helps. What? With,
3: what? Yeah, yeah, that'll help
0: with that, right? Yeah, she, she doesn't
1: have a parking garage well, there.
0: Well, no, there is a parking garage, but then she has to walk all the way from the ho- main hospital over to the cancer center. Because oh. it it has that big bridge skywalk that goes Skywalker goes crossed. Yeah. Gotcha. That's so. crap.
3: Is it Phil Cooler? Did she say?
0: I I haven't really. It looks cooler, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does look a lot cooler. But it's not... I mean, he matched the rear, which is not nowhere near as dark as my truck. Oh. But it's like a, maybe a, a 70%. Oh, so
3: you just do the, the two front windows?
0: Yeah. Well, the backs were already tuned. Oh, okay. No, no windshield? Or, no. No clear? No. I just said, just do that, and then we'll go from there. So Cool. Nice.
3: So it says, um, in 2025... Mercedes-Benz will launch three electric-only architectures. Um, they'll be ready to go all-electric at the end of the decade where market where market conditions allow. So which one is it, Mercedes?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it says uh, they will install battery cell capacity of more than 200 gigawatt hours with partners, plans for eight gigafactories. Oh, they're building gigafactories now, huh? New partnerships for development and production I'm, of battery cells in Europe.
0: I'm surprised that Tesla hasn't, like, copyrighted that Gigafactory name.
3: Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, because now... Every, I don't think what, he cares about it, something well, like that. Yeah. I true. mean, this... Yeah, that's true. Because
1: I thought, yeah, you in know, with listening to the book, that yeah, he, he open-sourced a lot of Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the car stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, taking a page from Volvo, you know, you invent a three-point seatbelt harness, and you give it away for free because you want to... Save people's lives. So. Yeah.
3: It says efficiency of electric drivetrains to be enhanced through vertical integration and acquisition of YASA, a specialist in ultra high performance axial flux motors. Never heard of them before. Um, plug in charge to uh, introduce seamless charging without extra steps needed for authentication and payment. Mercedes me charged to have more than 530,000 AC and DC charging points worldwide. By well. by, the by when? Of, by the end of the decade? Uh, yeah, it didn't say. It so never say. Acceleration of electrification ramp up marks a radical shift in capital alloca- allocation. Um, Mercedes Benz is committed to its margin targets, also in a BEV world, which is battery electric vehicle world. So,
1: so what what standard are they going to use for charging?
3: Yeah, I didn't think they. I don't think they said it. They
1: they did not, because that's the biggest thing. Like. If you're going to have 530,000 chargers worldwide, mm-hmm. is is anyone else going to use them? Are they going to be Mercedes only? Because it doesn't just, seem like cost effective, like you know, yeah. capital wise, to exactly. do that many chargers for just your I mean, car. Are you going that's to have?
0: Lot. Are you going to have little converters there so I can plug my whatever in? You yeah, know, it's just like, and that's and that goes back to many many times we've talked about it we need to get on the universal like the USB-C that's a universal standard yeah. and and once once these people quit you know saying i got my big boy pants on i'm going to do what i want you know and and they need to go and go let's think about this financially and if all these made manufacturers come together and say okay let's make this a standard mm-hmm. And and we did what was that? We, we did that article where like twelve or thirteen power companies got together. Yeah, to liked, make uh, to, to episode twenty eight, I think. Yeah. So, you know, when's that going to happen? Because it, yeah. you, you, right now we have Teslas, we have Electrify America, uh, um, Volkswagen. What's theirs yeah. called? I can't remember. Uh,
3: yeah, but even uh, but even like the Electrify America, like they've got like four different types of right chargers on the one. Station because of all the different uh, standards. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, I understand like Tesla wanting to have their exclusive network and Mercedes maybe wanting to have theirs because of like customer loyalty type of thing. Yeah, and then from Tesla's perspective, like I mean, they've talked about before and we've talked about it uh, making, um, you know, if they especially like their charging locations building potential like what didn't elon say something about like the all-american restaurant or diner or something he was like some kind of diner concept he was going to build around some of them like i mean you think about a gas station today gas stations don't make money necessarily off gas all that
0: convenient stuff
3: the convenience stores maybe maybe the car washes or some other stuff that are around them their car Um, their their
1: credit cards probably
3: yeah or part partnering with like Fast food companies, because you'll see like a Subway or or something. KFC, uh, KFC attached to, attached to it. So, I think, uh, yeah, they don't. They're not making money on the fuel. They're making money on the people coming to buy another thing. So, I think Tesla. And I, yeah, I don't know what Tesla's going to do long term if they're going to have some of those, um, or maybe Mercedes will more like a higher end, like upper class type of thing. I mean, get like Starbucks and stuff in there or something.
0: Maybe maybe know. maybe you can get a mani pedi while you're waiting for your car <laughs> I to guess charge. So. Um,
1: see but we don't want that we don't want there to be yeah. enough time to get a mani-pedi well, while true. the car charges right
3: and
0: yeah. and and as as technology grows and batteries grow and everything grows we'll get down to that 20 15 20
1: that's all mine. five minute
0: mine was only like 20 minutes when i went to nashville
1: my two yeah. stops were like 22 minutes each
3: and then what what state of charge to what state of charge Like 50 to 80, 30 to 80, or 30 to to 90 or whatever?
1: Like, I don't know what you were at. I'd say 30-ish to 80-ish. About 20 minutes? It was like 20 minutes. Okay. Which, from where they were at, like, we had to walk across the street down to a strip mall. Yeah. And, you know, we found a, a liquor store that had a bathroom, and we poked around for a minute. Or it was in the Meyer parking lot. So, they're on the perimeter of the parking lot. So, we had to walk to the mire and then go to the bathroom and find a snack or whatever. But still, it was like all of the stops were about 22 minutes. And it was like just long enough to do those things. So, yeah. there was never really any...
3: Stuff you had to do anyway.
1: Wait. Okay. Wait well, time. I mean, I mean, Megan and I were more than more than happy with, with the amount of time That's to awesome.
0: I mean, because... I know when I stopped on our way to Florida, I was at the gas station more than 20 minutes, (laughs) you know, because I'm out there pumping gas.
1: Well, yeah, because you kind of need to stay with the car. And and
0: everybody went in. And then when when they came back out, then I could go in. So, you know, we were probably at least 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, like,
3: longer travels, like, you know, especially if you travel anything more than four or five hours, you're going to going to be the case i think so it says the there's going to be three uh, architectures for the electric only um future for mercedes-benz there's a mb.ea which will cover medium to large size passenger cars establishing a scalable modular system as the electric backbone for the future ev portfolio there's the amg.ea will be a it'll be a dedicated performance electric vehicle platform addressing technology performance oriented Oriented Mercedes AMG customers, and then there's the van EA, which will usher in a new era for purpose-made electric vans and light commercial vehicles, which contribute to emission-free transportation and cities in the future. So, which I mean, they cool. have
0: a big delivery service now. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Didn't Amazon use their? Uh, um, yes. a lot but of they, their
0: vans. A lot of their vans are still Mercedes, or the Dodge, the Dodge yeah. Mercedes. I mean, it's the same same platform as everything.
1: So, if you go back to the beginning of this article. Underneath the pictures. So all newly launched architectures will be electric only from twenty twenty five onward. Which means to, they,
3: they may keep some of the current architectures on until the end of the decade.
1: Like, That's it, kind of like a not a play on words, but like yeah, making is. you think like they're still oh, all of their cars gonna, are gonna be electric by twenty twenty five. It's like they're no. still
3: they're still gonna make ice vehicles until the end of the decade. But any new architectures after 2025, which means they could still have a new architecture between now and 2025 that's an ice vehicle architecture. Right. Yeah. And they probably already have stuff planned. Yeah. So yeah, it is it is a little misleading. Yeah. But I think the yeah, so to kind of clarify it is like anything they're making now that they continue to make, they they will make, they could make up until the end of the decade. And then from 2025 on, the new architectures will be electric only. And but they won't be electric only until 2030 like after 2030 then everything will be everything they make i think is what they're saying will be electrical
0: or is it going to be a hybrid too you know yeah I mean, yeah
3: could be
2: yeah
0: because but there, i think the um, there's some people out there that will never want to go away from yeah. oh absolutely from ice. i mean yeah. yeah yeah
3: and i think so. i think that's uh i mean heck when i was when i was getting the beer earlier um I don't know how often, I mean you don't go to BC's much anymore but you used to go there um all the time. I went to the gym late today and then I went by there just to see if they had any um new beers released and there was a you know a couple of regulars probably like three or four regulars in there and I backed in I and there wasn't many cars so I backed in right by the entrance. So right by where the bar entrance is cuz you they, you can only go in that door you have to go out the other door. It's just I think it's a covid thing or whatever. Oh. Okay. But they just have like one direction. So when I backed in, um, you know, it, it, like they were like, oh, they were like, how do you like your car? And like 20 minutes I sat there and talk about the, talked about the car. And one of the guys had a BMW wagon. And then another guy had a, VM, uh, a Volkswagen. Um, I don't know if it was a Passat or um, what's the smaller one? GTIs? GTI. He had, like, a, a Volkswagen I couldn't see because it, it was parked front front facing so out. I couldn't, I, I don't remember what it was. I don't know him that well. But we just sat there and talked about him for, like, 20 minutes. And they were like, you know, how much range do you have? You know, how long does it take to charge? Like, you know, how fast is it? I don't you know, know.
2: I work from home. <laughs> I don't really go anywhere. I can't answer those questions. Um, no, they
3: were just, like they, every, like, everybody, they were just, like, He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. The, like the one guy said, like, he's like, yeah, my next vehicle is going to be electric people. He's like, I don't know what it is, what it's going to be, but it's going to be an electric and, vehicle.
0: And, and I think that's going to be the, the, in the next couple years, you're going to see that quick turn the because sea change. Well, because people, people just don't know. I mean, they don't, yeah. they don't, we're into tech. So yeah. we've, we've been talking this stuff for a long time. Yeah. So, but the other people, it's going to take a little bit longer for them to, and then you always have your your race car drivers, which some of them they're already taking these yeah. race cars and converting them into the, electric. Uh, and,
3: what's the mountain the mountain thing that we were posting about? Oh uh, yeah, the is it Devil's is Pikes Pikes, Pikes Peak, Peak? Yeah, where they broke didn't they break the record with mm-hmm. the plaid? Yeah. So and the performance, um, what was the one Tesla performance? I don't know the, the the performance Tesla shop. I forget the name of it, but they were the ones that helped build that car.
1: Unplugged, wasn't
3: it? Unplugged performance. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I think it so it says um, you know, talking about the batteries. So they're they're gonna need a battery capacity of more than two hundred gigawatt hours. And they plan to set up eight gigafactories for producing cells together with their partners around the world. So this is in addition to the already planned network of nine plants dedicated to building battery systems. Next generation batteries will be highly standardized and suitable for use in more than ninety percent of all Mercedes-Benz cars and vans, while being flexible enough to offer individual solutions to all customers, so I, I just yeah I just want to like what kind of battery technology they've already been working on. Maybe they just haven't shared it yet, you know?
0: Yeah, I That's mean, It's gonna be pretty cool. But it's going to get to the point though. We're going to start. I mean, because right now, even with like Tesla Power Walls and stuff, you yeah. can't get them because they need the batteries for other yeah.
3: things. And so, they and they are they they push the semi back the next year. They pushed the, uh, the Cybertruck truck. back the next year. Um, did you see like the uh, the standard range Model Three? Like if you go to order one right now, it says February. Like everything's pushed way out unless it's like a a Y or um,
1: even a the Ys are saying November for some yeah. people. Yeah,
3: unless they're the, the performance models are a little less. But and I think um, Elon tweeted something yesterday. I don't know if you guys seen it. I meant to share it and I forgot uh there they said there was like two of their suppliers that weren't able to keep up with the demand and it wasn't chip related it was Hmm. something else i I forget what it was i have to go look it up but i mean it's chips too i mean heck i mean look at all the f-150 sitting over in the uh the indianapolis speedway and somebody told me and i don't i don't i haven't verified this but uh, when i was at pcs earlier one of the guys said the indianapolis speedway is making more money from Ford because they're renting out that space to store all those F-150s than if they would have races. Oh, my God. they're thinking about not having any races there next year because they're making more money on storing the F-150s from Ford. Hopefully, things
1: get better for Ford, and that's not the case
3: next year. But, I mean, everything that we've looked at and seen and talked about, it takes about two years to build a chip plant. Yeah and that that's ramping up but then even after it's built it may take several months before they're producing at capacity
0: and and that's why i'm 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 not i don't think i'll ever see my ford lightning for another year and a half two years because it it just i because don't of think the chips maybe I, I don't know i mean it's just one of those things that there's so many variables and there's still i mean you would think it being uh, almost september Somebody would have contacted me to go ahead and start getting my build done. Mm-hmm. That way it could be built, and I could already have it all arranged the way you I wanted. You have not? It. That's
3: not happened yet, right? No,
0: nothing. Well, they said fall, right? Uh, they, they said fall, so I'm thinking maybe, Next you know, month, in, October. In, in, into September, maybe October. Um, but, you know, who, who knows? I mean, and, and I don't want to commit to something. If that you, I'm not yeah, that i going to see. For, yeah. I I if like all these people that ordered these Cybertrucks, you know, or put their down payment on there, yeah. and you know, I I belong to that group that you belong to on Facebook and. People are getting pissed. They're like, I, I'm just going go to buy thing something.
3: I um, ordered this thing two years ago, right. and they Keep pushing, and and, pushing a, it back. and that's
0: the same thing with Rivian. Yeah, I've been following Rivian for five years,
1: and they they still
3: haven't and they delivered still anything haven't yet.
0: delivered anything
1: because they said July, then there, they pushed it back, and but their plants are online. You saw that, didn't you? Yeah,
0: there yeah. Pe- but has anybody got one?
3: No, I mean, not that we've not that has reported it. Yeah. So it says, this is interesting, so people plan. It says, the transition from internal combustion engines to electric vehicles is feasible and already underway at Mercedes-Benz. Working together with employee representatives, uh, Mercedes-Benz will continue the transformation of its workforce, making use of extensive reskilling schemes, early retirement, as well as buyouts. So it's like, do you have, like, these people are just like, oh, we don't want anything to do with electric, and so they're just getting rid of them, or they're trying to get, uh, it seems weird, but Mm. uh, tech academics, or tech academies, We'll Be offering colleagues training for future oriented qualifications in 2020 alone. About 20,000 employees in Germany were trained in aspects of e mobility to deliver on plans for developing the MB.OS, so Mercedes Benz OS operating system. 3,000 new software engineering jobs will be created worldwide. Right. It seems like they're a little late, like they're like Ford has already gone through the whole re-evolution for their platforms, Tesla's, you know, there's other ones. It's like they're kind of I mean we talked about this. A lot of these traditional old school kind of manufacturing car companies they're they're just the behind. And that, now that doesn't mean they won't because you got customer what, loyalty. Some people will are, never buy anything but a Mercedes-Benz.
0: Are they are they behind or are they going to learn they, from or they or they have stuff that they just don't want out there yet. That could be. Yeah, they just don't they're just not sharing. They're they're not showing their cards. Right. And 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 one of the things is uh talking about the the early buyouts and everything. Um I don't know who I was talking to, but they were talking about their friend that little bit older, worked in mechanic his whole life mm-hmm. and they're wanting him to go to school so he can work on electric vehicles. He's like I'm retiring in two years. I don't yeah, care. What's, what's the point? I don't care. I will not yeah. work on them. I, I'm, you know, and and he'll be a lot cleaner if he does. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that's a, one
1: thing that Kevin liked about going working in the service center for Tesla is yeah, it was the cleanest shop he'd ever worked in. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's just one of those things that time will tell and and all these different people and and it's 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 exciting that we're going to see we're going to be alive to see it yeah see this transition i mean because think about think about you're riding in your horse and buggy and then you see this little beep 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 you are like what the heck is this
3: yeah what was it um i don't remember what i was watching yesterday somebody said is like like yeah, the first time like there was like a farmer. The first time we ever seen a car, he shot at it, you know, because he didn't know what it was. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, and and we're 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 living through that. Yeah, you know, us born in the 1900s, people. 1900s. <laughs> From
3: Form Energy and FormEnergy.com. So this was pretty cool. Like they are they are developing a new battery technology. So we've talked about batteries a lot, but theirs are like um they're talking about specifically batteries for like the grid so you know tesla makes their power walls and things for like home homes and safe like stuff like that and they also have their battery cells that they put into the uh or the like the mega packs or i don't even remember what they call them but it, like they had the one in australia which didn't it catch oh. on fire recently like part of it um and then they were installing some other ones around the world which helped to offset like uh, peak energy demands and, right. and you know the peak your plants and whatever you want to call them so form is developing uh, battery technology the cool thing is is like it doesn't use um, this it, the, the the chemical composition of their batteries is completely different than everything else that's being used they're not lithium ion right so I thought that was really cool because it says um So technology applications, so firmed renewables over any weather event or season, transmission optimization without new wires, reliability without thermal generation, um, resilience during multi-day grid events. So like these things are going to be made to be able to run for multiple days. Um, They talk about a better world, like deep grid decarbonization with lower costs and risks, grid reliability, safety, local economic development, improved local air quality, job creation through manufacturing assembly. So what they're saying basically is like the big thing with uh, moving to an all renewable energy uh, grid is what do you do at night? What do you do when there's no wind, there's no sun, or there's a problem and those things aren't working? Like you got to have storage and you got to have the storage that can run these things for days at times um, in some regards. So I think that's, that's what they're talking about. And so what they're making is an uh, an uh, they're making a an iron air battery system, and it says that some of the safest safest cheapest and most abundant materials on the planet, low cost iron, water and air, iron air batteries are the best solution to balance the multi day variability of renewable energy due to their extreme low cost, safety, durability, and global scalability. So, they're cheap. They're made out of cheap materials, abundant materials. They can be recycled. And then you know, you don't have to have nickel and the cobalt and all that stuff.
0: So, I wonder, you know, we have you know, AK steel here, in, in no, and it's not called that anymore. Uh, what Cleveland Cliffs or something, something Cliffs, yeah. Anyways, or is it even something? There's I don't even know. there's the Cliffs, Cliffs. Is it just Cliffs, Cliffs, like Cloister Cliffs, <laughs> like Clifford, Clifford the Big Red Dog, Clifford the Big yes, okay. But, anyways, uh. <laughs> The they put in that new plant over there on Yankee, which produces something and it's for steel making. But then there's the byproduct, and I don't know if you guys have seen the mountain.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Okay, so I'll take a picture of it because it's right behind where I work. Okay, and this what is, is it? It's it's a product they cannot get rid of. Is it a, it it's a is a byproduct of steel wow. that they cannot get rid of, because huh. ODOT uh, will not allow them to use it as a base material anymore, huh. because it it has iron in it. So it made, don't want it like
3: leaching into the groundwater, well,
0: right? It used to it used to be allowed in Ohio, uh, so they could get you could just go over there and buy. It's just basically slag that you could use for like iron slag, huh. like. Weird. Two to four inch pieces of slag that you could use for base material, then put your stuff over if you're building a road or whatever. So okay. I just wonder if if this iron air oh, if yeah. maybe if they, they could use they could use like this this right. as a bi- that byproduct to build these batteries. Darren because wants 10% cut. <laughs> that would be cool. Because I mean, you know, Rumkey, Rumpke has a mountain now because yep. Rumkey Dump. But you know, at least they're catching all the, they're renewing their energy by yeah. using the methane produced methane, yeah. from the, but I just wonder what could be done with that. Yeah,
3: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because so if you, mm. like digging into it a little bit, so when you talk about the battery cycle, right, you got to have a discharge and a recharge, right? And you can't do both of those at the same time. Like with current battery technology, at least everything that we know of, it's just not possible. You can't charge and discharge a battery at the same time. Like it just doesn't work like that.
0: Can't no.
3: It'll just it'll it, like if you're using it'll, your phone and you have like
0: you can't. I think you're thinking about that a little bit wrong, because your car. Well, your, your guys's car works different. But my car has an let, alternator, um, which charges. Think of,
3: not not necessarily. Maybe the battery. Maybe the the motor can only work. The motor can either discharge a battery or recharge the battery. You can't do both at the same time. The electric motor can't.
0: Right, you have to right. have your alternator.
3: Well, like in a Tesla, like you're you're accelerating, you're you're pulling energy from the batteries. When you let off the gas, regenerative it, braking it regener- kicks in. Right. You can't do both at the same time. Because remember that picture of but, like.
0: But what about what about the you tow a Tesla to charge it? That whole study they did with that.
3: But it's not. It's that's that's regen. Not yeah. not not a. Not, but your uh, motor's using.
0: turning. Well, the, the
3: motor's turning when you're doing um, regenerative regenerative uh, okay. charging too. Yeah, I, I not not bat not, you know, not the battery specifically, but I think maybe like the the electric motor component can't necessarily work both ways at the same time. So, I, I know you guys have probably seen it. There was like a picture of like a what was the uh, the Chevy. Was it a Chevy Bolt or Volt? There was like this guy had this picture of the Chevy Volt. And then coming off the wheel, he had this like little belt uh, that was feeding like a motor that was going back into the battery, like <laughs> a little inverter. Did you ever see that picture on like Facebook or anything? It sounds familiar. But it's like if you're driving the car, yes, the wheel is turning, which is spinning that generator or alternator or whatever which is generating current, which could feed back into the batteries. Right. The problem is you're adding extra work onto that electric motor. That's using the forward, uh, momentum. Now it's creating like drag and friction. And so is, is it actually generating enough to make up more than to make up for what you're adding so, to it as far as drag goes and stuff like that. So it's like, because so it, it, it would be like a... What's the one thing? It's not an Enigma machine, but a...
1: Perpetual motion perpetual thing.
3: like because that's what people were saying. Like, oh, this is a perpetual motion machine. It, he's driving, but it's constantly recharging the battery, so he can just go forever. Yeah, he can't um, overcome it, though. You, you can't... You, the rate you, yeah. of
1: discharge is more than the so, rate of charge.
3: Of, yeah, you like that is not going to charge it enough to to make up for how much you're using at the same time.
0: So by that theory mm. that you just laid out, windmills are... Not working,
3: but they're always charging. They're not. Yeah, but discharging. they're
0: providing but, but current. They're, but yeah. but they have a motor that is turning. That yeah. that turbine, it's moving. Yeah, and it has to work to go down.
3: Right, but this is like if you put an external turbine on that. You had the windmill, and then you put another external wind okay component on the outside of that. Like it, it, like it just adds additional friction and work that it has to, you know, now it's going to be harder to spin. It's not going to spin as fast. So you're not going to get the the same amount of energy back as it's taking to now do that extra work okay. is kind of like the theory. I'm, Cause if, if, if that were true, why wouldn't they use that in electric vehicles? Today? How does
0: a windmill work?
3: Well, didn't it turn? It, it, turns, it, turned, it, turns, it turns a generator. It turns basically a generator.
0: Yeah. And then it charges, but you have all that drag and everything, and the, yeah. the actual cost of a wind turbine never offsets the cost that you get back out of it.
3: Like it never pays oh. for itself? Hmm. I didn't know that. Well, anyway, so talking about this battery hey, we didn't tech. We did stop
1: him that time.
3: This, this, I'll never do that again. <laughs> this, yeah, I saw
0: your TikTok. I laughed.
3: <laughs> this battery tech. So what, the basic principle of operation is reversible rusting. I thought this was pretty fascinating. So while discharging, the battery breathes in oxygen from the air and converts iron metal to rust. And then while charging, the application of an electrical current converts the rust back to iron and the battery breathes out oxygen. So that it can discharge and recharge. So you can't do both of those things at the same
0: time. Maybe that's
3: that's that's that was what I was getting at. I'm you know I'm not a battery scientist by any means, but you know I'm just just my opinion.
0: I'll stay at Holiday Inn Express.
3: <laughs> um, will we say educational, infant infotainment?
0: Yes, infotainment. We're not educational we're not
3: we're not um, So yeah, there's like a little. So just it's just I thought it was cool. It's like it's using rust, and then oxygenation. And it's like that's the cycle that it's using because it doesn't have to be a super high level of discharge like in lithium ion does for what they're doing.
0: You know what? They need a CO two converter that can generate power as it cleans the air. It cleans the
3: air that would be cool. Captures carbon.
0: Captures carbon, cleans the air, produces power,
3: and, and charges batteries.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Um, so it says. Each individual battery is about the size of a washing machine. Each of I the
0: modules—I don't
3: know—each of the modules is uh, is filled with a water-based, non-flammable electrolyte, electrolyte similar to the electrolyte in AA batteries. Inside of the liquid electrolyte are stacks of between ten and twenty meter scale cells, cells which include an iron which include iron electrodes and air electrodes, the parts of the battery that enable the electromagnetic, the electromechanical. The electrochemical reactions to store and discharge so, electricity.
0: So they're not using a lead acid style right. so it's Or it's lithium more, ion or so anything. it's no, like the, the the lead acid batteries like
3: Like your your car twelve volt.
0: Well but they're using more like a a gel type battery.
3: It's just it's just water, right. is what we are saying. Yeah. Well, Iron then, and water and
0: the newer motorcycle batteries and stuff are like, are, a, gel. Are like a gel, which is a uh, like, n- like non non corrosive. Uh, uh so if they were to spill, right? Because I mean, like the battery in my truck is a lead acid battery. I mean, right? If it cracks open, it's acid yeah. dripping yeah. out, you Can know, and that's where you something. get all your corrosiveness from. So,
3: it it says the modules are grouped together in megawatt scale power blocks, which comprise of thousands of battery modules in an environmentally protected enclosure. Depending on the system size, tens to tens to hundreds of these power blocks will be connected to the electrical grid. For scale, it's it is it is least dense configure in a in its least dense configuration. A one megawatt system requires about an acre of land. Uh, higher density configurations can achieve three megawatts an acre. I'm just wondering because like you got the picture over here of like uh, what the rendering of what one of these would look like. Could right. they just, could, couldn't could they make these multiple floors or is it too, maybe it's too heavy. It, it, it would
0: probably um, be too heavy, but yeah. are they, are they basically doing a solar roof on top to well, capture? I mean, I don't, it, it doesn't, I don't see the it, solar, it, yeah, they got the, the one in the back, like, but yeah, I don't know why a, they're not. And then they got a, a wind turbine, all the wind turbines there yeah. that might And be, that's just
3: a rendering. Right. Who knows what the actual. But,
0: but you see behind, it looks like a, a solar field yeah. and then a generation, uh,
3: I mean that's what these are made. They're made to capture the renew, to store the renewable energy. So you would you would think, yeah, they're going to be next to like a solar farm, wind farm, uh, hydroelectric. But, but
0: wonder what the offset of if you're getting that much solar, how much heat are you are you putting back in? Like like yeah. like 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 when you go out in, into the country, yeah, it's it's a lot cooler than it is in a city yeah, because of, of heat retention, all the concrete. All your so, if you have all these black solar panels, let's say you do a 10 acre lot of all solar panels, yeah. how much are you adding to uh, the, the, yeah, the just ge- the, geothermal, the, the geothermal the atmosp- out- atmospheric, right?
3: And uh, temperature, yeah, that's a good point.
0: I mean, because I mean, some cities are painting their streets white to help with that, to help
3: or building tops white or, or, or putting
0: greenery or doing up green, there, greenery up there. I mean and and that's that's where we're going to have to find that happy medium i mean how many crazy things have you gone through in your life you know the mcdonald's <laughs> clamshell styrofoam containers are going to ruin the environment you know and here yeah. we are 20 nobody years uses styrofoam
3: anymore it's all paper you know
0: yeah it's all paper or paper straws that just fall apart while you're drinking through them <laughs> yeah. it's
2: the just, worst
3: yeah if they'll even give you one
0: but it's just one of those things that you're you you think about it what What's the give and take? I mean, yeah. we're already global warming. I mean, it's hundred and seven heat index today in in, in 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 Ohio. You guys I mean, seem
3: like they just released that new report. It's they said even if we even if we like changed everything today, the next ten years we can't change what happens for the next ten years. Like we're already gonna warm to we're already gonna warm by one point five degrees Celsius over the next decade. Doesn't matter what we do today. Like we can't reverse that. And it, it, what we do in the next, what we do though will affect after that if we keep going up. Because if we get to two or three or four, that's when it's going to get really
0: bad. I mean, because uh, MGM just did that big, huge solar field where they could, there uh, are three hotels they had in Vegas, they said they could run. Almost seventy-five percent of everything off of the solar fields they put in. Yeah. But wow. it's, it's in the middle of a desert, and they're adding yeah. black stuff <laughs> that reflects into. I mean, think Thought about black it, absorbs. Well, it yes, but it also adds more heat. Yeah, it's cause just it's, like
3: because it's thermal thermal mass, right? right? Thermal.
0: So you know, just like my pool, if I if I got a reel of black PVC to run my water through. It would heat my pool.
3: Yeah, that's true. I
0: mean,
3: so it says the the battery systems can be sited anywhere, even in urban areas to meet utility scale energy needs. So even if it's not renewable, these could help offset like brownouts or high really high peak demands. Like we talked about before, I think I don't remember what episode. Like the peaker plants, mm-hmm. they 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 are they just they ramp up when there's high demand, like when it's really hot or during certain times of the day. To help offset the uh, the extra energy that's needed at that given time. So this could help offset that too. And it like it says our batteries complement the function of lithium ion batteries, allowing for an optimal balance of our technology and lithium ion batteries to deliver the lowest cost renewable and reliable electric system year round. So like a combination of both could be could be really good. <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Took Yoshi. him long
0: enough to see him, huh? Wow. I just Squirrel. Squ- <laughs> I just wonder what, what these things are actually going to weigh. I mean. I mean the size what, of a washing machine and right. it's made out of lead. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> so so are they going to have to pour 10-inch thick concrete yeah. pads? I mean, how many diesel engines are they going to have to run to clear out the. I mean, it, it just. I'm not. I'm all for renewable energy, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But when is your off? Right. When when are you going to have a full electric, uh, piece of machinery, a pan, or I mean, you got to think, we did that, uh, lawnmower, uh, a couple, yeah. the, and uh,
2: and the, all the yard care and, stuff, and electric.
0: one backpack blower, for ran for an hour. Yeah. You could drive what the Volkswagen for, like a thousand, or no, as a Civic or something for like a thousand miles. Yeah. So you think about all these diesel machines that are clearing these paths to make these big yeah, sites. Yeah. So, you know, where's the, the give and take?
3: Yeah. What's the, off? what's the overall offset or whatever. Right. Yeah. The, the, this, this video is pretty cool. Like if um you want to learn more about it and it, it does a way better explanation of like um like end to end, like what, what they're trying to achieve here. Um And, you know, just to, like the key advantages, like, so this is low cost because it's, they it said it's one-tenth the cost of a lithium-ion battery technology, of current lithium-ion battery technology, because of they're just using iron, air, and water. Um, optimizable, reliable, um, modular, scalable, safe. So, like, will we see this implemented at some point? I mean, we need we need all the techs, right? All yes. the technologies. Like, we can't just rely on just one kind of technology. We need them to work together to be a cohesive system to get us to a more sustainable energy grid more reliable energy grid yes. um, to where we don't have to like it, you know if there's an oil pipeline or a natural gas pipeline that is is compromised because of a, a a hack you know if if you had got you got the solar and the wind right there and then the batteries there's no pipeline to worry about anymore right And that's not not to say that that software that's running those 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 Systems can't be hacked because yeah, it can. The
0: battery management system they have. But
3: you know, we just it's just things we got to think about. But it's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool
0: tech. Yeah, no, it was really cool.
3: So we'll we'll see we'll see if we I'm sure we'll hear more about this going forward. Um, and they're they're in Massachusetts, so um, yeah, I mean, it's a different perspective, a different approach. So we'll see see where it goes.
1: So wouldn't it? I mean, it would help overall, but if they can get solar roofs mm-hmm. at a reasonable price and then get power walls down to a reasonable price and say during something like the 08 windstorm that we had mm. if all the homes are self-sufficient but then you had something like this yeah wouldn't that help that system run better when you're yeah. taking a lot of homes off the grid and now you're only really supplying power to businesses or, or whatever. Right.
3: Like, I guess but, the grid would have to be smart enough. So, to but, to but, but, you're,
1: but your home's going to come off the grid. So it wouldn't be connected to, at that point, right?
3: Well, it could be connected, but they could prioritize like hospitals or doctor's offices or something and say, you know, but, we,
0: we have enough power
3: to run, you know, the emergency services or whatever. Yeah.
0: So 20 some years ago, when I was working for an electrician, we did a lot in, in Dayton children's, uh, we did a lot of work there. Uh, DPNL had a special agreement with them that they would provide them electric at a cheap, cheap rate because they had diesel generators that they could produce power cheaper than DPNL could could provide them. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: And this is twenty years ago, and yeah. they're diesel generators. You know all that stuff, but but I want to put solar on my house. Mm-hmm. I only can put enough solar on my house. To provide what I use. If I go over that, then I have to go out of my what I'm in now, my, my, uh, and have to go into I'm a producer of power. Yeah. And, and I get different rates and everything. Who cares? If I want to put my overage back into your system, why are you going to punish me for providing power?
3: Yeah. It depends on like the, the power company, the re- local regulations, because it's, some it's of them—it's all the
0: regulations. Well,
3: some of those, some of the states will say if you have excess power that you're feeding back into the grid, we will give you a credit, but it, it, it's capped, right? Like you can never earn, like you—you're not going to make money off of it. Like no. you may have a zero-dollar electric bill, but you're never—they're never,
0: never going to pay you, right? Like, because because back, you, <laughs> right? Because you're you're going—you might to be-, be
3: just net zero, and that's it, right? And then.
0: But they will charge you on that overage, too. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: That's what I'm saying is, like, and, and most of them have, like, a rolling, like, three-month or whatever. Like, okay, you earn this many credits, but those expire. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to keep – like, you're never – they're never going to pay you money. They're just – it's always going to be a credit. And then if you don't use that credit, it's just going to expire eventually. Right. Like, it's kind of – it's kind of stinks that they've set it up that way because well, – yeah,
0: nobody. Nobody wants to invest yeah, like, the twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, you could pay for
3: your system way faster, right? If
0: yeah. if you could get that money back, and and if I can help your system produce power, clean, renewable. Yep. What's it matter?
3: And I and I was reading, and uh, I know California does it. I don't know if other states have started doing it yet, but they're called microgrids, where you'll have a group of businesses, maybe even homes or or or, or, or like communities that will come together, that have a lot of solar. Or or some other kind of you know mostly solar but they could be other ones like wind or, but you know most most businesses aren't gonna just aren't gonna have that they'll form like a they'll have like a microgrid so so, so they'll be able to feed power to each other hmm. if the grid goes down for some reason or whatever but they don't feed it back outside of that. So, like, that could be something. I think hopefully we'll see more and more of that, too. It's like,
1: so almost like your neighborhood here yeah. would be connected. Yeah. And, it, and you could wow. feed you
3: could your neighbors and you could feed power to each other during a grid outage. Because so, some people may have battery storage, some may not. Or maybe half the neighborhood loses power and the other half doesn't, which that usually doesn't happen. But
0: So this goes all wow. back into the smart homes. Yeah. That we talked about. And those, about. those electric and, panels. And the those electric smart panels. electric panels. So why not, as a developer, go ahead and invest in a hell of a solar smart home yeah. community.
3: Like, you know, when they do, like, the community parks and stuff, like, put a big solar rail on top of that or
0: something. Right. I mean, and, and you know, I mean, it, it it's a big upfront cost, but in the long run, you would be helping out tremendously. Yeah. I know with, like, Butler Royal, they don't have a solar program.
3: No? No. So you can't even feed Maybe they need one. You can't even get credit or anything?
0: No, but they have a rent of solar, and basically I pay X amount of dollars to help provide power to the grid Uh. because Butler Royal is a co-op. So I get a check from them from the profit sharing. Gotcha. But – They want me to pay more to provide solar so i can get my electric but only
3: yeah it's not it's not a great benefit to you no Mm. yeah we'll see where this goes hopefully hopefully this tech with other tech will help make everything better
1: all the techs all the techs techs.
3: from tesla.com tesla q2 2021 update so q2 uh earnings if you will um this has been a, a little bit now. This was uh, posted three weeks ago, I think. Um, so basically, summary, it says, in second quarter of 2021, we broke new and notable records. We produced and delivered over 200,000 vehicles, achieved an operating margin of 11%, and exceeded $1 billion of GAAP net income for the first time in our history. Um, what's GA? Uh, gross oper- no gross annual I don't have to look it up
0: um it's just a gap
3: <laughs> it's it's gross annual or gross something something profit or I, I, that could be wrong
1: Darren's looking it up sorry I should have googled that before <laughs> but anyway podcast.
3: it says uh, operating cash flow less capex free cash flow rather was 619 million. No debt and finance lease repayments, or net debt and finance lease repayments, one point six billion. General accepted
0: accounting principles.
3: So I was completely wrong. Um,
0: (laughs) you know what? We need to play that uh, game where you bring a tool in.
3: Why is he talking about that
0: now? Because you were making up whatever gap was. I said I was probably wrong. Okay. One point three
3: billion. Gap, operating income, 11% operating margin, uh, record vehicle production and deliveries in Q2, successful launch of SFSD subscription in July. I wonder how many people have subscribed to that so far. And started delivering the new Model S to customers.
0: wonder how many people accidentally did it and got that $14,000 charge.
3: No, the, the subscription was the $199 a month uh, option.
1: I still think it's priced too high. Yeah. I, I still think... You would have, you might have broke even, but you would have had more adopters at like 99 to 125 a month than 200 a month. Yeah. I mean, like, I would,
3: like, at 99 a month, I would be more open to doing it. Yeah. And keeping it. Yeah. Versus, I'm not going to do it. Now, if I'm going on a trip, I might try it for a month.
0: Can't, you, can't you lease a Toyota Camry for 199 a month? <laughs> oh,
3: probably. Yeah.
0: For but sure. Not,
1: but not for a month. You can do the You can do the FSD for a month. That's a good point. And you can go in and out whenever you want, which is which is nice.
3: <laughs> that's <is> true. Um, <laughs> that's funny.
1: Actually, that's you, you, uh, you, I was going to say you could probably like Toro a, a car for a month, but not for $200. Yeah. It'd be like a little tiny, I don't know, Geo Metro or something.
0: I had Geo Metro once. Did you? was awesome. I owned it for like eight hours. I did, what? It was given to me. Oh, I cleaned it up, sold it for like $1,000. <laughs> so it
3: says total revenue grew at 98% year-over-year in Q2. Uh, our operating income improved uh, compared in Q2 compared to the same period last year by $1.3 billion, resulting in 11% operating margin. Um, and quarter-end cash and cash equivalents decreased to $16.2 billion in Q2. Driven mainly by net debt and financial lease repayments of one point six billion, partially offset by free cash flow of six hundred and nineteen million. That's crazy. So I was gonna to turn into, yeah, so here's the here's the like the stuff that I wanted to I was looking at the other day. So the the production numbers. And it says unaudited, so I don't know like if somebody comes in and audits them, like a third party or something, but this is their self reporting, I guess. So S and X, which I don't know why they combine these, like why wouldn't they list them out? individually by model because
0: they come off the same line i believe right. okay but it's the higher models too you know
3: i gotcha but look at that so snx compared to the same period for last year negative 63 percent 6.3 is it is it 63? 63 63 percent. Oh. yikes look q1 they made zero q2 they made 2340 and that may have been because they were retooling because of the refresh
1: right most likely yeah. yeah,
3: but they still only made 2340 of them in Q2. So maybe that refresh went into Q2. Cuz last last year they in Q2 they made 6326. So negative 63%. Or -63%. The the 3 in the Y was 169% year over year. So 204,000 versus 75,000 last year in Q2. So total production Hundred and fifty one percent year over year for the quarter two. So two oh six versus eighty two thousand. That's just crazy.
0: Yeah. Um especially for such a young company.
3: And then the deliveries, deliveries are a little bit less because they weren't they didn't deliver everything that they made, you know, by the end of the quarter. So deliveries year over year 121% increase. Um, which is you know, two hundred and one thousand versus ninety last Q two. Just crazy. Um And then of course, uh, capacity, um, oh, so this is this is talking about uh, how many how many they're making in each location. So California, um, they can make up to hundred thousand SNX and up to 500,000 3 and ys per year. Shanghai they can make, it says greater than 450,000 currently. So that's probably going to increase. And then Berlin isn't online yet. Texas isn't online yet. So we don't know what those are going to be. And then to be determined, Cybertruck, Semi, Roadster, future product.
0: What? Which is the... Model uh, 2, maybe? Yeah, the little $25,000 the, car. T- the, the, the hatch,
3: the three-door hatch, maybe? I don't know. So it'd be interesting to see, like, what the, you know... Because, I mean, think about it. Once Berlin and Texas come online, mm-hmm. they're going to double again. Easily. And that's going to be in the, within the next year, probably. I um,
1: mean, Texas will be online by
3: I mean, the end of this it, year, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, Shanghai was farther along than Texas, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then they talked about um, uh, so autopilot, full self driving, and they gave a little bit of update. We kind of talked about this last episode about the full self driving and some of the new objects and things that it can t- that it will be able to detect and then. They got rid of the uh, radar, in of all, and and, and uh, instead of, they're just using all camera based uh, vision, a, a vision based now. Um, they talked about the vehicle software, so this was pretty cool. Um, they said, uh, "Our team has demonstrated an unparalleled ability to quickly react and mitigate disruptions to manufacturing caused by semiconductor shortages." Our electrical and firmware engineering teams remain hard at work designing, developing, and validating 19 new variants of controllers mm. in response to the ongoing semiconductor shortages. So I wonder if they're developing those in-house or it's just different suppliers. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, like, if you have 19 different uh, controller types, I guess, now your software, every time you update it, it's got to be updated. Like, it's, it's going to add complexity and... Uh, they need to go just maybe com- issues. completely in-house. Yeah, and maybe I think a lot of we're probably going to see a lot of firms if they have the capacity to start making their own chips for everything at some point because of this maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about battery and powertrain. We have a successively validated performance and lifetime of our 4680 cells produced at our Cato facility in California. We are nearing end of manufacturing validation at Cato. Field quality and yield are at viable levels and our focus is now improving the 10% of manufacturing processes that currently bottleneck production output. While substantially while substantial progress has been made, we still have work ahead of us before we can achieve volume production. Internal crash testing of our structural pack architecture with a single piece front casting has been successful.
1: So, speaking of the casting and stuff, I wonder how I can tell if my Y has that we're oh, yeah. casting on. I don't know.
3: There's got to be a way, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: speechless? No.
1: What's wrong? Just
0: see if Kevin can figure it out. Oh, yeah, that's
1: true. You know what? He probably doesn't know. There's actually stuff about the cars that I know that Kevin doesn't know. <laughs> Because works there. Because Kevin's more on here. the technical side here. of stuff and not on like the everyday kind of stuff.
3: Um, so energy storage. <laughs> Look at these numbers. So energy storage deployments more than tripled year over year, driven mainly by recognition of several megapack projects. So that's like the one they did over in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, the deployments can vary meaningfully quarter-to-quarter, quarter depending on the timing of specific project milestones, you know, especially for the Megapack stuff. Powerwall remained exceptionally popular as deployments nearly doubled year-over-year. Year. Energy storage product production continues to be held back by supply chain challenges as our backlog remains long. So you like look like Q4, huge spike, went down in Q1, Q2, another huge spike. Because, I mean, they need the batteries for the cars, so... Once the gigafactories are built and they're up and they have more battery tech battery uh, production. And, and are they gonna eventually switch the the um, the power walls over to the forty six eighties? I mean that would make sense to me if they did, but maybe they'll just keep making the older batteries or buying the older batteries just for the power walls so they can use all the newer stuff for the cars for a while. Who knows?
1: Yeah. That's a good point.
3: And then they talk about the uh, the solar and solar roof. So solar retrofit solar roof. Um, solar deployments reached 85 megawatts in Q2, more than tripling year-over-year. Additionally, cash-loan solar deployments more than quadruple year-over-year. Solar roof deployments grew substantially as well as sequentially. Thus far, our solar plus storage product remains very popular, and we continue to improve efficiency of our install crews.
0: So on, on the batteries, let's just take a little step back. Which batteries? The 4680s. By the time those get in full production, they'll probably already have another battery
3: in development. In maybe? development, or like a solid state, or yeah,
0: a solid state or something. Yeah. You watch it, yeah. and then you know it. It might just fall right into the power walls or the or the mega grids, point. or I, I mean, yeah, that's their new technology. Have they even implemented? Is any vehicle have it in there now? The forty six eighty? Yeah,
1: no.
3: I think the uh, and, the Texas and, whatever they start making in Texas, the Model Y is probably going to have it first, right? Because weren't in they suppo- weren't they supposed to be in the plaid? And I don't even think the Plaid's have them. I thought the plaid was supposed to get them first, but I don't think I don't so. I think it worked out. Or is just it the, the road- 2170? Or is it just the Roadster and the Semi?
0: I don't know. Well, I mean, the Semi is going to need something for. It's,
3: a, yeah, the Semi's got to have the 4680 yeah, to gotta, achieve the what, what they're saying.
1: The, but the, if you put four, if you put four, P one hundred D packs in the semi,
3: would that be too heavy then? You know what? Two maybe not. To four
1: electric motors, I don't think it's gonna matter. Yeah, it's true. With a with the geared, whatever. I mean, I don't know that you can really gear it. It just comes off the motor, but right. No, I don't. I don't think it would care
3: and it says their gross margin for services and other businesses reached nearly break even in Q2 the best result in 4 years the improvement was driven mainly by strong performance in used vehicles as well as our continued focus on cost efficiency so
0: yeah so i wonder about them opening up and letting more service more service places do that what what that drove because, I mean, that had, yeah. to, had to have some of the...
3: Yeah, because if they can't scale internally, they've got to let other places start doing
0: it, oh, right? yeah, more and more and more and more. There's
3: no so, way they can
1: keep up with their current, you know, facilities. Um, and then they go
3: into a little bit of the outlook about the future. So it says, we plan to grow our manufacturing capacity as quickly as possible, I mean, of course. Over a multi-year horizon, we expect to achieve 50% average annual growth in vehicle deliveries. In some years, we may grow faster, which we can expect to be the case in 2021. The rate of growth will depend on our equipment capacity, operational efficiencies, and the capacity and stability of the supply chain. Of course, um, cash, we have sufficient liquidity to fund our product roadmap, long-term capacity expansion plans, and other expenses. Uh, profit, we ex- we expect our operating margin will continue to grow over time, con- continuing to eat to reach industry-leading levels with capacity expansion and localization plans underway. I wonder what localization plans underway like the, chargers or or
0: service centers or no, it's it's Tesla cities in Texas. <laughs> Starbase, Starbase um,
3: product. Yeah. We believe we remain on track to build our first model Y vehicles in Berlin and Austin in 2021. The pace of the respective production ramps will be influenced by the successful uh, introduction of many new products and manufacturing technologies, ongoing supply chain related challenges, and regional permitting. To better focus on these factories. And due to the limited availability of battery cells and global supply chain challenges, we have shifted the launch of the Semi-Truck program to 2022. We are also making progress to the industrialization of Cybertruck, which is currently planned for Austin production subsequent to Model Y. Which, if they're trying to do the Model Y by the end of 2021, I just don't see the Cybertruck making it until next year.
1: I hope I'm wrong,
3: but yeah, you never know.
1: never know. Mm -hmm.
3: And then they've got a bunch of I don't know if you guys seen this. Yeah. So this is uh Gigafactory Berlin, current. I mean it's that's huge, that's yeah. huge dude. And then I haven't,
0: uh, I haven't seen that guy that did the drone photos where he kept I, I posted one recently. Yeah. I didn't see that. The Berlin.
3: So this is uh the paint shop. Uh, then they got Texas. So this was 6 months versus about three weeks ago. I mean, that's crazy. Wow. So the stamping press in Texas.
0: That thing is just so impressive.
3: <laughs> and the giga, and this is the uh, body shop, and they're already running cars, probably tweaking it and lining, you know, getting everything, you know, lined up. And then this was like, this was pretty cool. They did this. Uh, Rooftop photo shoot of everybody working there. I mean, look. They, I mean, look at all that. I mean, that's all going to be building back there. Yeah, that's going to be
0: nuts.
3: Here's Shanghai. Look. <laughs> Expansion continues. Wow. And then you got some of their key metrics. So, I mean, it's they're not stopping. It's accelerating. Oh. That's for sure. Slowing down and
0: and think of how the the rate of expansion they've done in the 10 11 years that yeah. they've been a business I mean it it's just it's mind-blowing I mean think about if Ford had that same
2: growth, growth
0: in oh. the 10 years you know from the early 1900s or or Chevy or any of those I mean it just would be just mind-blowing what they would be now I mean it is mind-blowing what they are now with hundred plus years of, of producing vehicles. But oh yeah. I, I mean, it's just
1: it's crazy. It,
0: it's crazy. and ex- exciting to and, see sit back and watch. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's kind of weird, you know, considering it's taken the big three or whatever so long to kind of get where they're at. Yeah. And then now you have Tesla just man running right past them and,
0: but come on, guys, catch <clears throat> up. But does it does it fall into the um, tech, technological age where we're so interconnected now that it's just easier for a new company to come in and start it from and the, start, start it from, from start from scratch and and because it's such a you know it's it's another level. I mean they were the they were the. Well, yeah. GM GM well, had their their electric car back in the '90s, but yeah.
1: you're talking about the the age, of the new company,
0: how old is Amazon? Uh
1: twenty years. Oh, are they twenty some years? Oh, I didn't think they like, around. I guess is
3: it easier for a new startup electric vehicle company? Is it easier for them because we you know, like we we see Rivian and Lordstown and all the stuff they're struggling through? I mean, heck, Tesla. I mean, Lucid. Tesla is almost went out of business how many times according mm-hmm. to Elon and then you look at a GM or a Ford who has who have to transform to right this new industry but they still got cushioned from the old so it's probably a little easier because like they're not going to go out of business because they still they're still selling cars because yeah. they have stuff than a brand new startup who's this like like they are not. They're not going to make money until they start delivering those right. vehicles, right? And te- and I think that we're seeing that with Tesla because they're just now getting to that point where they're making money for the last what four quarters or whatever, because they're they've finally gotten over that hump of uh, ramping up a little. Well, you know, they're you still know, ramping up, but we, they're we making money now.
0: We don't have to to take a Lotus and turn it into an electric <laughs> yeah, vehicle to a, to, to, a, to make money to roadster. to build the S. You know, yeah. they're. I think they're at their. They're out of their infancy, and they're starting to right. walk,
3: maturing a little bit. And, and there was another thing in there too, and I, I missed it. I and I, I meant I wanted to point it out, but um, remember, Harry, we were talking about the credits, yeah. the carbon credits. They had way less this quarter, hmm. so they still had a. There was like like over five hundred thousand uh, dollars, or five hundred million rather, not five hundred thousand. There was still over five hundred, but it was it was it's going down. Like they're relying on that less and less.
0: So is that one guy going to lose his bet against them of failing?
3: He's already he like he's 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 in the hole. He's been in the hole for like the last year. Okay, because they keep making money <laughs> as long as they keep making profit. And like they actually, if they wouldn't have gotten any carbon credits this this for this quarter, they still would have made a profit. Like it would have been very, wow. it would have been way smaller. But like I think when we looked in Q1. That was a big chunk of it. But yeah. even if they wouldn't have gotten them in Q two, they still would have made a profit. <laughs> even without the carbon credits. So
1: But they're also building how many factories right now? Right. That's a lot of capital going out the yep. door.
3: And all the stuff was with uh Solar City and and because uh, that's all Tesla. Yeah. It's all the same company. Solar City, the all the all the uh boring, solar panels.
1: Is boring company part of them or is that separate? I think it's separate.
3: Okay. But anything to do with solar, Solar City, solar roof, power walls, it's Tesla too. That's why we've seen it all on the, the. I mean, they because remember there was a whole that all that controversy and he had to go and testify.
2: Yeah, just a about weeks
3: ago. pulling Solar City in and buying it, and he used cat, uh, stock options or whatever. Yeah, um, because he wanted to because it, it it relates. Right. If you have the solar, if you have the infrastructure to charge the vehicles, the renewable infrastructure, it just makes sense. So yeah. Uh, InsideEVs.com. Ford vows to spend more on EVs than ICE vehicles from 2023. So starting in 2023, they're transitioning slowly. So over the next two and a half years or whatever, they will start spending more on electric vehicles than their current uh, internal combustion vehicles. Which I think we we've kind of seen that coming, right? We right. knew that was coming with the with the uh, the Ford Lightning, with the Mach E. Uh, I didn't see like their the van I guess I I mean I'm, I mean we probably figured they were going to make Well that was an electric on the, van. when they when they did like the Like a Sprinter.
0: Right, when they did the well they had the yeah, was it the Sprinter is what they Is that what they
3: call them? I think so. No. Or is that is that something else?
0: Sprinter was Dodge. Is it? I don't know what they're called. But anyways, at, when they released the the Lightning, they they that that's what this is from is so when used they, the drove, same platform? they drove all that out.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was wasn't it yeah, during that same because
0: they're going to use the same basically the same same sled kind of
3: or sled, platform, yeah. battery tech,
0: and stuff. Have, what, have you pulled up next to one of the Mustangs?
2: I,
1: I've
2: that, seen
3: I've seen a couple. Uh,
0: I've only seen that one that I saw at Milltown Ford that day. That's as close as I've ever seen one.
1: They're smaller than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them.
3: Um. So it says uh, Ford COO. For North America, Lisa Drake said that the F-150 Lightning uh, does not plan to cede truck leadership to anybody. Huh? For the first time since its founding in 1903, Ford Motor Company plans to spend more on electrified vehicles than internal combustion vehicles, and the first year when that will happen is 2023. The timeline was mentioned, in the automaker's chief operating officer for North America was mentioned by the Jeep operator, Lisa Drake, while discussing Ford's investment in EVs in an event hosted by Barclays. So this was like uh, last week on the 3rd, I think. And this is a quote from her. She said, in 2023, we'll spend more on EVs than we have on ICE. We've been over the moon about the success of the Mach-E. That's good. And the F-150 Lightning by bringing in over 70% new customers to the Ford brand. Wow. What that allows us to do is now we have an opportunity not only to lead on our ICE business, but also in the EV space with the F-150, so our aspirations are high. So 70% of their cust- new customers to the brand for the F-150, I, maybe that's for reservations. Right, that was and for, for reservations. That's cool.
0: And I think, I think that they got that many reservations because people want a truck, yeah, and right. they're tired of waiting for... You know all these people that said, "Oh, we got a truck coming. We got a truck coming." You know, or they with, don't want
3: the the, or they don't want the, the Cybertruck because it's, cyber it's crazy looking,
0: <laughs> or the Rivian because it's it's not a, tr- I mean it's a truck, but it's not a truck. It's not a full size truck. It's you know it's it's in between. You know, in between a mid size and a full size. So, you know, it, people want a truck. I mean. Yep. I, I would I would buy a Bollinger right now because it was a gorgeous looking truck. Yeah, but we haven't heard Hyde nor Hera any of them.
3: Yeah, they've been really quiet lately, yeah. haven't they? I so mean,
0: Lordstown has been too. I mean.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it says Ford plans. Uh, Ford announced plans to increase its investment in electrification to thirty billion through twenty twenty five. They also expect to electrify forty percent of its global lineup by twenty thirty. So. They have, they're, they really, they're one of the ones that haven't really said, okay, by this date, we're going to be all electric. Um, you know, you got GM and and others that have said that. but They really haven't like went all in. When, and we just had Mercedes say that too, so it's like,
0: I yeah, wonder when me, they're going to do that. But Mercedes said it, but didn't yeah.
3: say it. Well, they said yeah, all the new architectures by twenty twenty five. But by the so they're probably going to still make ICE vehicles or hybrid vehicles until the end of the decade. So. And I'd say probably Ford probably will, too.
0: Well, I mean, and you think about all these people that are switching over to we're going to be all electric. So what's that do for, you know, let, let's say we're all electric in, in 20 years from now. Yeah. So what's that look like for the PD for that, that run cars 24-7, 365? Yeah. Right. Or the fire fire trucks or, you know, any yeah, of we le- had that. Yeah, we had that one electric fire yeah, truck. Yeah, that there. was pretty
3: <laughs> But it was super expensive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a bunch of different efforts, right? Um, so, it says they're currently rolling out its fir- their first wave electric vehicles, which is the Mach-E, and then the Ford F-150, which will launch hopefully early next year. And it also says they'll launch the, the E-Transit, an all-electric van before the end of this year. That's
0: right. It was Transit. Transit fans. That's yeah. cool,
3: and then a Lincoln EV is also set to arrive next year as well.
0: Wonder, wonder if they'll have a, a Lincoln Lightning. I don't
3: think they would call it a Lightning, the, would they? but that would have been a cool. But, that would have been a cool but, name.
0: But remember, do you remember the Lincoln trucks? Maybe they should have
3: called the maybe you should Mark have 8 the,
0: truck. I think maybe it, awesome. maybe it
3: should have been the F one fifty Firecracker instead of Lightning. They could that way they could have used Lincoln Lightning. Okay. Yeah, it's probably stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm I, I think it was stupid call, to use
1: Mustang Mach E. Well,
0: yeah. And I should call you, it the Mach E. Yeah, just call it the Mach E. Be done. <laughs> yeah. Wha- make it a brand new Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it's why like, why
3: you associate it?
0: Well, they made that, that four door Mustang in, in the late seventies. Oh yeah. That was like a little Toyota Camry size car. <laughs> I mean, it was just horrible. Really?
1: Yeah. Ugh.
3: And it says, uh, so CEO Jim Farley said last week, the automaker already has 120,000 non-binding reservations because it's refundable, right? Right. For the F-150 Lightning, with approximately 75% of those potential customers coming from other brands. That's that's really cool. The number is quite impressive considering that Ford only started taking pre-orders on May 19th of 2021. However, during approximately the same period... Tesla has racked up more than 250,000 reservations for the Cybertruck with a total number exceeding
1: 1.25 million at $100 a reservation.
3: Mm-hmm. And those are not refundable, are they? Nope. According to an unofficial data according to unofficial data from fan sourced reservation tracker. So Never mind. Less yeah, they, is, they less, <laughs> even if it's a million, like even if they're 20% off, that's still a million. <laughs> that's crazy. You you're never gonna get a Cybertruck if you try to go get one today. Nope. You're gonna you gonna wait five years. Yeah.
0: Well, all those people on the on the the Facebook forum, they're they're all ticked oh, yeah. off because I, I think like, I left that group because I was tired I, of everybody I, complaining. I'm thinking. Well, they they post stuff about other things too, so yeah. it's kind of cool to have it every now and then. But yeah, I mean, there's no way you could reserve a Cybertruck now. You wouldn't get it till like 2030, <laughs> if you're lucky. I mean, seriously. I agree. Unless you just buy one aftermarket because... Somebody gets tired of it, doesn't like it, mm-hmm. they sell it. That's a good point.
1: I'm sure there's going to be reservations for sale.
3: Yeah, that's, that could happen too. From electric.co, uh, DHL to deploy 12 redesigned Alice e-planes from Aviation. Testing to begin this year. So This was from August 3rd. It looks pretty cool. It- um
0: it looks like a toy. It does. Tonka well, made it. Is, you it know?
3: is this a render? I think it, it, It's, it it's, like it's, it's got to be
0: a rendering, but it looks oh, like a Tonka it. toy.
3: <laughs> it does look. Uh, but kind it of-
0: looked. It looks pretty cool. I mean, I just wonder how the the props being that far back would would actually give. Yeah. Give you good and and even the wing is so far back.
3: Did they do that because the or light? Elect- is it. Maybe that's where the batteries are, and it's heavier. Or maybe
0: I—they it, never really showed like a the sub part of where the
3: yeah
2: I didn't batteries are going
0: to be. It's just the concept of the uh, the plane itself, which was, I mean, pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, it says that later this year they'll begin testing a fleet of twelve electric cargo planes from aviation's sole current model dubbed Alice. Deliveries won't begin until twenty twenty four though.
0: Yeah, but they're gonna already have twelve of them that they're trying out. Yeah. And
3: it says the Alice plane looks almost identical save for the missing windows and seats of an addition and an additional hundred pound capacity to the passenger version of the the aviation plane Alice plane that we talked about in the past. Amusingly calling the Tesla of Aviation. Mm-hmm. It now boasts around four hundred and forty nanometers of range or just over five hundred miles. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that is pretty good.
3: Um so they said Changing from a V-tail to a T-tail will optimize performance and handling, making it easier and and reliable for pilots to seamlessly transition to flying the aircraft. Okay. And the updated design represents a final step in our iterative journey towards Alice's first flight,
0: adds Aviation Chief Executive Omar Bar Yohei. So they have, the military has the drones that they can fly. Are those electric only? I I don't know what they are, but... Why would you actually need like a pilot? Why couldn't these be oh yeah automated or or maybe you know? it's a
3: like a certain size they have to be
0: piloted maybe.
3: But I mean, one day I would definitely see like what yeah why like make them autonomous or controlled remotely.
1: That's a good point.
3: Yeah, and it says they confirm Alice will use two of the Magnix, eight hundred and fifty horsepower, Magni six hundred and fifty electric power plants. Rather than three 375 horsepower Magna 250s, uh, so that was a change. Additional figures from Aviation's website show the company has, in recent years, tweaked Alice's advertised capabilities, shaving some 100 nanometers off of its range.
0: The did you did you guys watch the little yeah, yeah. animation? I it did. was pretty pretty uh, impressive.
3: Yeah, so if you want to check it out, like you know you can go. Uh, I'll put the, you know, be in the show link the show notes rather. In the link down below, you can go and check out the video. It goes it has a little. See, this is weird. Like the, I mean, it's 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 not it's 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 animated. It's 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 a it's generated rather. It's not real, but uh, it looks cool. Like the Hummer. <laughs>
1: I thought there were well tank turn. There's one working one out there.
0: Yeah. No, there's more than that. Remember all those ones that were crab walking down oh, the highway?
1: That's right. Yeah.
3: It says that the uh, electric motors have fewer moving parts, that would, which will increase their reliability and reduce maintenance costs over combustion, uh, which is cool.
0: Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Well, you, just a few, and I mean you don't have have a uh, volatile fuel that yeah. if it if it does crash, it's going to burst in the flames. I mean, yeah, battery the battery packs, packs gonna... might. <laughs>
3: yeah, and then here's a picture of all the specs: so payload and whatnot, power plant,
0: thirty-two
3: thousand um, feet. Yeah. Here's a picture of, um, so this is the uh, the fleet manager and some of the DHL representatives and the CEO of Aviation, hmm. Omar uh, Bear Yohe.
0: I found it pretty interesting that the in this article somewhere I can't remember because I read it a few days ago, but it was talking about how DHL was like on the cusp of leading edge stuff back when it first started shipping stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Like so. in
3: regards to electronic or like electric stuff or like just, just the way they did stuff? Just the
0: way they did stuff. That's so, cool. and this is their next step to go into that same direction. That's cool.
3: Next up we have also from electric.co. Here's what the U.S. needs to meet snowballing battery demand, which, yeah, everybody, want, everything's going to need battery. So this is uh kind of what they need to do to be able to help meet that demand. Um, and they talk about, um, so this was an interview they did with uh, Dr. Greg Less. Um, they asked him a bunch of questions about, you know, this is his perspective and his opinion. Um, it says, current U.S. battery production falls woefully short in the face of rapidly growing demand for electric vehicles and short storage batteries. Uh, the U.S. only has a small number of domestic large battery manufacturers. Um, factories including Tesla's Gigafactory that operate in partnership with Japan's Panasonic. And last week, Core Power announced that it would build the first lithium-ion battery factory wholly owned by a U.S. company in Arizona, but but still going to take right. a year, two years, who knows. Um, so this is pretty cool. So um, was there anything special you wanted to mention about this? I guess I should show the uh, actual article. Uh,
0: I, just, I just found it very interesting that, uh, you know, he was talking about, in universities that there's not, like, a more push for.
3: Pushing more people towards battery, battery tech. Battery tech.
0: I mean, there's professors that are working on it, but not younger generations that are coming and saying, well, you know, I want to get into this, and I want to design or help design or work on. And and that's what he was saying. It's, it's such an infancy state. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's so new. I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, we're using batteries for everything, you know, cell phones and this and that, but now we're building them for vehicles. Scales. And the scale is just so much larger because you need, you need, you need packs running in parallel so they can have that heavy drain on them, but not hurt the cells. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He says, you know, they asked him, are battery engineers with experience in short supply in the U S and if so, why is that the case? And he talks about, it depends on what level of experience you're looking for, which, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's still newer type of technology. When you talk about EVs, if you want people who have done this for some basic electrochemistry, made some watch batteries, written papers on the science of the batteries, there are a decent number of people graduating from universities. If you want people with experience making actual full scale cells that can be placed into a device or a vehicle, there are far fewer. So it's just an, it's an emerging technology, right? So, and it says uh, they were first. You know, the lithium ion was first commercialized in Japan in the early nineteen nineties. Thirty years later, we're still trying to get a domestic product base off the ground. Right. There are some failed attempts in the early two thousands, but other than that, we are mostly relied on purchasing sales from Asian countries.
0: And and point. I wonder how much that that goes to uh, all the regulations that we have in the United States. Yeah, because I mean, there's there's so much stuff that they do. Uh, overseas that would not be good over here or
3: we may not want it right
0: right i mean you you look at some of the, the, like stuff, the safety regulations the safety and stuff. regulations yeah. and labor and, and laws. Child, child labor laws and and i mean that's why everything comes from from third world countries or china or unfortunately, or, yeah. and, unfortunately but you know it, even when i was building vapes i mean i wanted to build aluminum Case for my vape, and it was going to cost me nearly forty dollars to build it in the United States. When I can get it for twelve dollars mm-hmm. from China, yep. I mean, it's just it's just crazy.
1: My fingers hurt for so long after sanding <laughs> those little voltmeter window things. Uh, oh, God.
3: The joys of entrepreneurship. Yes. It says, "How can universities expand learning opportunities for battery engineers?" And in your opinion, how quickly can they scale up or could they scale up? And Dr. Greg Les says, it really depends on what the goal of the education is. Right now, there are many university professors doing battery research. If a student wants to engage in that research, the opportunities are there. The problem comes in at scale and application. Most universities' research isn't focused on large-scale sales because that is beyond the scope of basic science. Most companies aren't interested in watch batteries and basic science. (laughs) To address this gap, there needs to be a more universal, more universities facilities like the University of Michigan battery lab where students can use machines that are much closer to production scale to create large format high capacity cells for the research. Funding agencies need to make larger format cells that are required. Funding agencies need to make larger format cells that required deliverables and give significant funding to allow the large scale research to happen. None of this however addresses the labor or the factory floor. The United Auto Worker auto worker displaced from the, the United auto worker displaced from transmission assembly doesn't need to know how to design a battery. She needs to know how to operate the self fabrication machines safely, reliably, etc. This, that is where the retraining courses in the community college come in. Okay. We are talking about whole new curricula and programs that will require expert instructors and large scale equipment for these students to learn on. The UN battery lab had an initial investment, initial investment of 10 million for hiring the, for hiring and equipment, a similar level of investment will need to be made for all of these training centers. That's, for, I mean, University of Michigan. I mean, they're they're in the heart of uh, the 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 big auto manufacturers, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, hmm. but I don't know $10, 10 million towards towards equipment and training. Sounds kind of low, it t- huh? Yeah, it sounds really low. It's like yeah. it's like oh well, have this little quarter <laughs> corner piece of a pizza that's only this Here's big. Here's a quarter.
3: Cost somebody a quarter. Who cares? Right? Yeah. So. And it says, um, Electric asks, "Is there a stopgap solution that the U.S. could utilize while academia, government, and businesses work out how to close the skills gap?" And Doctor uh, Les says the stopgap to date has been to form joint ventures between U.S. companies and Chinese, Korean, Japanese companies. The expertise is being provided by part the partners, and it says. You are at the University of Michigan Battery Lab. What's working well and what can be improved upon to meet growing needs of electrical vehicles? And Dr. Les says, the UM Battery Lab is running at capacity. Expanding capacity, increasing accessibility for student researchers is going to be key. It will be very beneficial to us at the university if we were able to get a clear idea from industry and government on what they want the next generation of graduates to look like. What are the skills and the knowledge base that is required to make our alumni prime, valuable candidates? in the
0: job market yeah but without knowing you know i mean
3: it's it's still being developed right, in some cases,
0: right? and that 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 was hard i mean just like just like the chips it's yeah it, it if we started today it's going to take two years you know and and the battery tech is is, is still not there
3: i agree inside mm-hmm. bosch cvt transmission for evs improves performance and efficiency it's pretty cool. Did you guys watch this; it's like a minute or something yeah. long.
0: Um, all, all all I thought of when I read this was, <laughs> hold my beer.
3: <laughs> and it, why? Because you don't think this is needed, or no?
0: All the all the EV people are like, you know, it a, a two-speed transmission or a three-speed transmission for an EV is not needed. Right. And then Bosch is like, here, hold my beer, and and, and I'll show you why. And it makes sense. I mean, yeah. I
3: mean, so I guess my question is, because when I was looking at this, and I watched watched these again last night when I was putting the notes together, um, because they talked about you would be able to shrink the battery pack potentially because you would get better efficiency by having the transmission. But how much does this transmission weigh? Um, Because now you've added weight to the vehicle. You're adding complexity to the vehicle. You're adding other components that can break down and have to be replaced. Does this impact performance? Like, when you hit that accelerator and that that transmission has to engage or or do its thing, like, even if it's a millisecond, like, that's the thing with EVs, like, from ICE vehicles. There is no lag in that accelerator mm -hmm. to going.
0: But, But it was also stated in here that it'll be just like my transmission in my Ford. It's all electronic. Yeah. So so they can have if you want that power, you hit that sport mode and boom, it's there. Just like you it's have It's still
3: not the same as a single speed electric motor.
0: How do you know? Have you rode one? Have you used one? A single speed electric motor? <laughs> no. Way. A transmission for an EV. It's it not this do-
3: particular one, but my Prius has an electronic transmission.
0: Yeah, but it it's also it's also a, a gas. It's, it's, it's not a hybrid, 100%, but it's 100% you
3: can't feel it. You can't feel the transmission, like, you know, when it, it when it changes gears or whatever. You don't feel it. It's super smooth. Right. It's all electronic. Yes, it's not this exact same technology, right. but it's probably s- closer to this than it is to like an ice vehicle, regular ice vehicle. <laughs> and it's still nowhere compared. Like this better be pretty damn good. Like if you've driven a Tesla or an electric, uh, a single speed, electric vehicle. This better be really good or you're going to be able to tell.
0: I, I would. What do you think, Matt? I wouldn't know because I haven't ridden in any of yours because nobody will let me. You, ha- you
3: has not ridden in your car?
0: No. Well, no. No. He's not driven. No, I haven't ridden in your car either. Oh, you haven't ridden ever? No. And I haven't ridden in Joe's either. What? No, because you guys don't care about me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can change that.
0: I I'm sorry, but I think yes, it would add complexity to it, but honestly, they could do so much better by gearing that torque. When the
3: Tycan does it, right? They have a yeah. two speed transmission. So like I'm not against it, don't get me wrong. I think it has its applications. I think my from where I'm coming from is do you need it for every electric vehicle? No. I don't think so. Is Bosch just trying to create a market so that they can put this technology and sell this technology in into manufacturers? Maybe. But I'm not saying that it doesn't have its place. I think it does. um, Maybe not forever because I could see – a in the future, I could see an electric motor that has a variable speed. I could see a variable speed, like a, a electric motor that has a transmission or whatever built Already into to, it yeah. to make it more efficient, you know, but – like in, and I guess how much efficiency do you gain by adding this device, um, versus the weight and everything else that it adds, and which is going to reduce maybe reduce battery life. Now, or another thing too, I was thinking I was thinking about this when I was driving earlier. I don't know why I was just thinking about this because it, maybe it was because I was in the car, but in the Tesla. But I was like, um. At what point does the battery technology get so good where this doesn't matter? Is that in five not, years, not, ten years?
0: Not in the next five or ten years, I wouldn't yeah. think. Yeah, so maybe that's <coughs> unless,
3: maybe this is a
1: stopgap.
0: Unless the aliens come down and say, here, use this instead <laughs> of what you're doing. You guys are dumb. So I maybe,
3: think, so maybe it can be a
1: stopgap. I Elon's just gap. trying to process everything he has. So he'll, he'll get there. Right. He'll get there.
3: I'm not saying this doesn't have its place. I think it does, and... They they make a very good argument for why you would want to do this, especially like in especially for like the manufacturers that the manufacturers that are using battery tech from other people like Tesla, Panasonic, whoever they may be buying it from. If they can increase their range and they don't have to develop this tech in house, right? And they can just plug this in somehow. Hey, I'm all for it. If it if it increases range, um, and it. And it helps p- uh, uh, grow the adoption of electric vehicles. I'm all for it.
0: I, I think I think it would actually help with the wear and tear on the motor. Yeah, could be because you know you wouldn't have that, and and that's what you like about that that instant torque and that that instant throw you back in your seat. That yeah, you some people don't with, like that. Yeah, but some people don't like that, and you know, like like with my truck. If I have a normal speed, I have a 10-speed transmission, you can't feel it shift. Yeah. You put it in sport mode, the engine sounds different, the exhaust sounds different, and you feel it shift. Yeah,
3: (laughs) because it says that um,
0: using this transmission, electric
3: motors don't have to be as powerful as they are today. Battery packs can also be slightly smaller too. The CVT4 EV should also uh, provide extra torque for towing duties. And it should also improve the performance of off-road vehicles. There's applications, right, right, where this could make sense. The company also mentions the the estimated efficiency gain through the CVT for EV and is around 4%. See, that's what I'm questioning. Like, I understand the application for, like, off-road towing. I think the battery technology is going to very quickly surpass that 4% difference, right? Especially with like a 46. Like I think the 4680s are already like I don't think I don't ever see Tesla adopting this. No. Like other manufacturers of yeah. And they're already talking about they're they're testing this in the the Volkswagen golf, which w- was the picture up above. Right. Um like it has its place. Don't get me wrong. I think it does. And anything that helps with adoption and the especially the the off road towing and things like that, <clears throat> then I'm all for it.
0: Think of, think about this as a like maybe that is a torque multiplier. Yeah. and you would get more torque and speed out of it. Yeah.
3: Than, or than you could out of your regular motor. Or in the like with the Taycan the reason they have two gears isn't it because it increases the top speed. Mhm. Where that I mean Tesla has a I mean maybe not anymore with like the Plaid or whatever but well, for like the lower models if but you want to increase the top speed the electric motor, unless you increase the gear ratio, it's just not gonna happen. So yeah, but they
0: have but, that that blocked off by software right now. Could be, yeah. For the top top but there's two.
3: probably a tolerance in the electric motor that they don't want to pass because it's gonna burst into flames or something too. Well no, it's, <laughs> or overheat or it's the batteries are carbon
0: fibered now and blah 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 <laughs> in the plaid.
3: In the plaid, yes. yes. The, the plaid the plaid is like magic, who yeah. <laughs> WallStreetJournal.com.
0: You lied to me. Gas
3: what? stations face tough, costly choice on EV chargers.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, so we it's did
3: like, just
1: talk about this.
3: Yeah, we were talking about, like, we've talked about this like a lot, right?
1: Either 28 or 29 we talked about
3: this. But it's like, to build or not to build when electric vehicles are still uncommon but represent the wave of the future. It's like, where is the sweet spot, right? It's like. You don't want to go in too early because you don't want to waste money. But then if you don't do it soon enough, people may not come to your gas station anymore. Because we just talked about, they're not making money off the gas, and they're not going to make money off the EV chargers. They're going to make money by people coming into the shop or whatever they have. Like the one guy in this article, he had like a little wine
1: bar and stuff. mm -hmm. Like, I'm charging there. I mean, these (laughs) these kind of chargers are not going to be that 20-minute stop that I had. Right. Yeah. You know, so... But, people but, are gonna spend more time at your place and spend more money
0: potentially but what I didn't understand is is down further deep into this article how deep pretty deep these people were talking like it was going to cost them a hundred and twenty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars to put in some chargers yeah. out there where where are they getting this cost from
3: so yeah I don't know
0: because that was mind-blowing to me because you can buy cool. what?
1: I'm, I'm I kind Can of you, have, you know. Maybe,
3: maybe, they, maybe they have to. Yeah, so it's maybe it's like they have to do a partnership with like um,
0: Tesla, or, Tesla
3: or Mercedes-Benz or um, EVgo or Electrify like char- America. Like America. So it says, American gas station owners are facing a tough decision on whether to invest in electric vehicle charging stations, a costly bet that currently makes little financial sense but might help future-proof their business. Some gas stations, convenience stores, and truck stops are adding chargers to test the technology and protect their market share for the long run. Others say the the crunched they crunched the numbers and decided that they can't justify the cost given the small share of electric vehicle drivers. Given the small share of electric vehicle drivers, charging units and installation typically cost upward of a hundred thousand each,
0: See, that's and might entail
3: the expense of tearing up pavement to lay conduit. So maybe the chargers are just really expensive.
0: For the high-amp ones, maybe? I don't... Yeah.
3: Well, and then, like, getting that high-amperage service, is that, is that usually more expensive, well, too? Well, I mean,
0: m- most of the gas stations already have three-phase electric because of all the refrigeration they, they run, so... would they have
3: to have, like, an additional phase or an additional... You no, know,
0: three... I mean, three phases is, is your, your... It's just... That's it's, it, right? That's so it. Wild. And then, you know, but it also <laughs> comes to the fact that... They're already paying these high electric bills. What's a little bit more? Or, like I've always said, you have this huge canopy, especially like truck stops and stuff. Throw your solar up there. Yeah, it won't do everything, but it will
2: help,
3: right? Right. Yeah, so it says, um, you know, they're talking about, you know, if the infrastructure plan that was recently proposed passes, maybe they'll get some credits from that because... There's a big. Uh, what was it? Seven. Was it seven point five billion? I don't remember. We have. We talked about it last episode, for uh, charging stations mm-hmm. and things. Um, and they said the uh, the 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 U.S. is set to increase electric plug-in and and hybrid electric plug-in hybrid and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles to fifty percent by 2030. So we're you know seven what not eight eight and a half years away from that. Uh no, nine and a half, nine and a half years away from that. Nine and a half ish. However, electric vehicles made up only about two percent of new US sales last year and three percent in recent months. So but we, we've already talked like it's accelerating and it's gonna continue accelerating. Like it's okay. we just need the cars. <laughs> right.
0: Um, and and all the, the manufacturers, I mean Hyundai and everybody's gonna jump Everybody, on the bank. Yeah. They're they're already doing it. So yeah. EVs are here and I don't understand uh, the dollar and cents of a gas station. I I don't own one. I don't, you know, but it just... I'm going to build a convenience store and not have gas because I don't have to pay to have it inspected. I don't have to... Have bury my, the tanks. Bury the tanks. <laughs> if if my tank gets a hole in it, and then you got to deal with the EPA. Or if somebody you got to have all done, the different fuel
3: types. If somebody's <laughs> dumb tanks, and just right? sprays
0: diesel or gas all over, then I have to pay somebody to come clean it. Yeah. Build a convenience store. Have a bunch of EV chargers. You're done.
3: And so it and to quote it says we don't see an an, an investable market. Said Aj uh, Sicarda. Zakardi, president of Metroplex Energy, Inc., the fuel supply subsidiary of Racetrack Petroleum, Inc., which owns more than 750 racetrack and raceway gas stations, primarily in southeastern U.S. We're perfectly okay putting capital at risk. The key is we've got to have a viable business case, he added. It's it's, it's like the early adoption versus are they going to make money off of this. And, I mean, I get it, right? This is going to happen over the next five, ten years. Yeah. Um. They have to decide. Okay. When does it make sense for them to make the investment and to go into that? But in the interim, are we going to see somebody new, or maybe it could even be an existing player? You know, that's already out there. When they start building new gas stations, are they going to? Are they? Do they just start building in the electric, with it chargers along with it, and at what what ratio?
0: Right, or correct? do they
3: make it to where it's
0: modular, yeah. like Tesla's
3: doing with the, with the uh, maybe, maybe
0: that's what the hundred thousand was.
3: Like if they make it modular to where they can drop in and out, like go ahead and put the connections into where these pumps are going to sit, and you put the gas in now. But if, if the electric's there, so if you need to change that out, it's not much as much of an investment because the electrical connections are there now. You just got to change the pump unit itself. Yeah, but, to an electrical unit or whatever.
0: But then, what are you going to do when when you need to get rid of all of it? And then you have these tanks in the ground that you're going yeah. to. They, they have to be taken out. every Yeah. You so can't minute. leave them in there, right? Right. Yeah. So you know it. It. I don't know. There's no. There's no happy medium either.
3: There's no easy way.
0: No, <laughs> and this, yeah. and you know it's not my money. I don't. I don't own any of these. I don't. Well, have...
3: you're paying on taxes for potentially some of it.
0: Right. With but, the infrastructure plan. But if I owned if I owned a gas station, right. being and seeing what I see, I would go ahead and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, that lot next door is for sale. I'm going to buy it, and it'll be all EV, EV chargers. Yeah, chargers. I Very mean, next. it just makes sense. Like they're building a new new gas station right next to the the new PD, and why not
3: throw a char- not an throw electric a, charger or two? Throw,
0: in there? yeah, a couple chargers in there.
3: I agree." It says America's 150,000 convenience stores, about 21,000 of which offer fueling, are considered the most likely retailers to deliver a powerful dose of electricity, known as fast charge, to boost a battery in about a half an hour. And they can potentially profit from selling snacks, cigarettes, and other high-margin products while drivers wait. Yeah, I mean, uh, industry groups representing convenience stores, fuel retailers, restaurants, and other Lobbied in recent weeks to strike provisions from the one trillion infrastructure bill to allow charging at highway rest areas because they want it. Right, the pull-offs, which for decades have banned commercial activity, are seen as spots where utilities might build chargers. Pilot Co. operates more than 900 retail and fueling locations in the U.S. and Canada. Its chief executive, uh, Shamik Kunar, Said even the most popular of the company's 58 chargers are in use only about five percent of the time, whereas they would have to be in use about 30 percent of the time to earn a return. That's not bad, 30 percent. Um, the economic case today for EV chargers investment for EV charging investment does not exist, he said, adding that policies are needed to encourage private investment and public private partnerships. I think the infrastructure plan could help help with that, but also as more people buy EV. I mean, it's it's, it's early. Like you know, it's it's still early. Two three percent, it's it's doubling every year, which seems like that's not fast enough. But if it's three percent this year, it's six percent next year, then it's twelve. Yeah, then twenty. Like it's not gonna take right. It's not like slowing it, Five down. years. We five years. Five years is all we need.
2: Yeah.
0: Did you? I didn't notice that. The when bells. I, the bells. <laughs> I didn't notice that when I looked at the article. I did uh, I didn't notice it either. But I see.
3: I see it at the same time you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's we need them. And also the Trejo. Did you see the Trejo, uh, well, the four pack, the black uh, Trejo, yeah, I saw the that, gold?
0: Isn't that what's the dragon one up there? That because that looks really, really familiar. Uh, doesn't I don't
3: recognize that one. That's funny. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a slippery slope of the adoption, right? Of, and where it's adopted and who adopts it, and and um, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, is that a McDonald's or a Wendy's or I think we're going to see, inevitably, as new locations for things are built, whether that's restaurants, grocery stores, Walmarts, whatever, you're going to start seeing them pop in a couple of chargers here and there.
1: Well, just like right here, TBX Stores, an Austin-based chain, has 46 gas stations in Texas and Oklahoma, will open its first with a charging station this month. Yeah. We're gonna put them in. Maybe it's backwards, but then we'll figure it out. Like, I like yeah reading about like, that. If you're building
3: it already, how much more of an investment it is to to put a few of them in? If now, in the next five or ten years you're you're gonna get the use out of it. yeah,
1: just do it now Because it's
3: gonna be it's, it. it's gonna be cheaper now than if you have to
2: Tear jack it. up concrete yeah. and
3: stuff later. So does I get it. does
0: Liberty Center
3: have any EV
0: chargers? I don't yeah. think.
3: so. Uh, yeah, they yeah. do, like near the apartments. Right don't in think. front of the burger place. Are they level one? Are they level two? Uh,
1: I don't know what level they are. I just know right where the flip side is. Oh, okay. Like right in the parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah, there is
3: some right there. Isn't there? I yep. just,
0: I never level looked level or on. paid attention, but I, I figured that new of a place, it probably would have had something.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah, and it says we're totally guessing at what the fee is and what it will take to cover our total cost, Mr. Smart said. We're going to have to look at it on a month-by-month basis and kind of go back and see if we're close. I mean, yeah, that's – but they of, can – they can the thing is, is, like, it's not – you have the investment to install it, but then there's no additional investment,
0: if, very little maintenance. If, if nobody's using it, then – You're not paying anything, right? You're not right? paying anything.
1: Well, they're talking about a month-to-month basis. We'll have to, you know, evaluate cost. Yeah gas prices go up <laughs> yeah. daily. Like, yeah. you know, so it's... it's Electricity is pretty There's no way someone could constant. complain that their electricity charge was 23 cents a kilowatt yeah. today, and the next time they visit, it's 28. Like, no, look at the price of gas. Like, yeah. it was just this price, and eight hours later, it's went up by 21 cents. Like, and that's what a lot of, people, a lot of people, people don't
3: understand is that oil is a commodity. It's traded on the stock exchange which impacts the price mm-hmm. daily energy is not like Duke energy charges us a set rate. You, you have your co-op, you have a set kilowatt hour rate. That's what you pay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like if they did that with gas, you know, it would be different story, but, and, and, you know, and that's why it's, it's, it's easier to, to factor that in, but, it's still, you know, it's a, it's a big investment up front. Um, I do like this. So Zaheer uh, Walji owns and operates a high-county market bistro and gastropub in Round Rock, Texas. A gas station is store worth a bar offering specialty wine. That's just crazy. Like, I mean, we have the BP that has the, the oh, bar yeah. and stuff. It's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to pull, pull, pull in and fill up my tank and I'm going to go have a beer, glass of wine, and then get back in my car. <laughs> he said adding chargers would require a costly redesign or take parking spaces from customers who dash in and out of the store. Like, I get that, right? Like, the retrofit is way higher cost than if you're building new. So, I think that's – we're going to see more and more charges going into new uh, buildings, restaurants, gas stations, whatever, than we are retrofit stuff. I think the retrofit stuff's going to come maybe five or more years down the road.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was surprised when the new Kroger went in up the street that they didn't have – Anything? Yeah, I don't think Kroger
3: really cares about that right now. Shame on you, Kroger. I oh, don't know, but that <laughs> foam
0: system they put in on that thing's crazy. It is, mm-hmm. it, is it how far it hangs down and stuff on or, the or pumps. The, the new gas station. They, yeah, know. they
3: put the they put those in. I think is that a law now? It, it or? probably.
1: I mean, let the one that Beckett has that does system yeah, too. It does. Oh yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
3: I, Last up, we have from TheVerge.com. dot uh, Google's tensor chip is the is only the first step toward truly great Pixel phones. So, the Tensor chip is going to be in the in the Pixel Four or the I'm sorry, Pixel Six. This is a new chip that's only coming out to the to the new Pixel Six, right? This is something brand new.
1: It's it's specific to Google. And yep. is
3: it and this is Google Silicon, or is this a chip additional to the the regular processor? I, I didn't I didn't. Is it ranch or
0: barbecue? That.
1: Spicy mustard. <laughs>
0: So you you wasn't sitting here
3: So it says turning the Pixel into an iPhone level competitor will take time. They're they're
1: trying to, but they they don't it's not a complete system chip like it's a system
3: on a chip, but it's not the only chip.
1: It's not it's not the CPU, GPU, so they're still gonna have like a Samsung
3: something chip in this thing.
1: No, the the Tensor chip I think is going to be the main chip. The CPU. Okay. But I think they're going to rely on other vendors for the remain for the other components. But this is going to help with. But it's not
3: going to have like a Samsung, whatever the latest Samsung chip is in it. It's it's going to be the. It's going to be the
2: tensor. The the tensor. Who's making the tensor chip?
3: Is it Google?
1: I think they've.
3: Or they partner with?
1: Part yeah, they partner with someone.
3: Gotcha. It's not their in-house developed silicon per se
1: correct gotcha but it's it's heavily like I don't know govern like the the way they're building the architecture it's very much Google doing this yeah
3: because it says it's custom designed yeah I'm assuming by Google but yes. I don't it doesn't say that they're and maybe I missed this it didn't say that they were specifically making it in a house no, like Apple's think. making their.
1: Right. No, I don't think Google is. I, I don't think Google is that far into being a hardware. Because to me, your chip is the part of the hardware.
3: Yeah, they yeah. need to be if they want right. to. Truly compete, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but it, it does say that um, Google. Uh, it says the Tensor processors will change to catapult Google to the forefront of the smartphone market with the power of Google's years of machine learning experience, and. Google needs it, despite the popularity of the Pixels in tech circles, which I love, I love the Pixels. Its phones aren't just aren't popular sellers in the US. Well, yeah, it's because it's not last year's version was not a flagship phone. Yeah, no, like it was it, wasn't. it was not even close. Yeah. Um, you know, compared to the juggernauts like Samsung and Apple. Like, you know, yeah, I yeah, I agree. Or I wouldn't have switched. Um Tensor is Google's big bet centered on the AI-boosting TPU that promises to improve photos and videos, which they've always been good at. Search, captioning, text-to-speech, and more. They've been good at that uh, relatively as well. Mm-hmm. It's a tall order for many chip, much less one focused mainly on machine learning as a standout feature. But while the Tensor SOC, silicone, uh, not sil- uh, system on a chip, right, might not launch Google to iPhone-like heights just yet, it could be a crucial first step towards its Android also ran into the top contender. That's the problem was like, they've always been like this one little teeny bit behind everybody else. And for years it was good enough, right? The software made up for the hardware mm-hmm. because it, like especially with photos and videos, like it, it could do things and make it look just as good as everything else. But there's a point where the hardware just gets too good. Your software just isn't. Like they've had the same phone camera.
1: The sensor and stuff for like
3: three models, right? Until this, for one. almost
1: every Pixel model, and then
3: I think this one has got to finally got a new one. But yep. it's just like there's a point where you gotta the hardware is got to be replaced, right? Yeah. So, and I think they're finally doing that, but is it enough?
0: Matt, it's this. Matt, Matt said before you were sitting here, he was like, "I'm really excited about that tensor chip. I might have to switch from Apple to."
3: Well, I'm excited about it too. I don't know if it's going to make me switch back. It's, at it's this not going to make right? me
1: switch at all. I'm not going back. I'm so team it, it, iOS.
3: So it says the rest of the SoC is a mystery right now, but it seems like Google will be using third party designs for things like the CPU, GPU, and modem. Okay. Meaning that the Pixel 6 will probably feel pretty s- similar to any other Android smartphone powered by Qual- Qualcomm or Samsung. See, that's the that's the disappointing thing because Apple silicon is is the is the GPU yeah, and yeah. the CPU. It's everything. And it's so tightly integrated, that's how they get the battery, that's how they get the performance.
1: That's how it can be supported for so long, also.
3: Google, Google, you gotta make your own chip, dude. You got to. Or you're it's just they're,
1: they're but, getting there. They're trying. They're, they're a yeah. software company, they're not a hardware
0: I, company. I get it. You, I, I know, but before too long, everybody will be making their own. Then why own you even
3: worry about making phones anymore? Just let Samsung and everybody else make. Hell, the Google apps on my iPhone work better than they did on my Pixel. I don't, I don't
1: know. I don't have an answer to that.
0: I don't. I don't know. All, all I got to say is I
1: told you guys for years. I know. <laughs> I know. You did. <laughs>
3: It says the Snapdragon 888 uses partially customized versions of ARM's Cortex-X1, A78, and A55 designs, while Samsung's Exynos, Exynos 2100 uses ARM designs for both its CPU and GPU. XDA notes, more specifically, that the Tensor will likely be some combination of ARM's Cortex-A78, Cortex-A76, and Cortex-A55 CPU cores, and ARM's standard... Uh, Mali GPU, which means the difference between Tensor and say a Snapdragon eight hundred and eighty eight, or X Y N S X N S twenty one hundred, might not be the major, might not be that major for things like overall CPU and GPU performance. That's a good car- category to be in, especially if Google is trying to truly make a flagship device. That just seems contradictory to me. Like you, like why not have a chip that you make that does this stuff? if you, that's the, that's the, that's where the power comes from. If the software and the hardware are so intertwined, that's where you get the efficiencies. That's where you get the battery. That's where you get all the things that Apple's doing. I don't understand how they don't see that.
1: Like I, I think part of it though, and it might be later on in the article, is the ability to maintain updates. Right now they can only say, we can update your Pixel for three years. Yeah. Because Qualcomm isn't going to keep updating the drivers right, or whatever yeah. it needs to be. They're,
3: they're, they're dependent on the hardware manufacturer.
1: So now that they're making their own, you know, chip, they can support it for longer. True. Just like how you know, right now, the latest iPhone update goes back to the 6S. I mean, how yeah, many generations true. of phones is that? <laughs> like, why? Like, and why Ten would a company ago? want you to keep your phone <laughs> that long necessarily? But yeah. it's still going to be. When your phone doesn't update any longer, what are you going to buy? You're going to buy another iPhone, but yeah. then you're also going to tell all your other friends about buying an iPhone or this and that. So, True. You know. and,
3: and it says that the, the good news is that Tensor is just a first-generation product. It's easy to point at Apple's custom chips and demand that Google should be the same or do the same. But it's important to remember that Apple's earliest A-series iPhone chips started in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. The A4 and A5 chips featured standard ARM designs for the CPU cores, with some optimization and improvements on top before Apple switched to a fully custom design in later generations. Hopefully Google is following in the same footsteps and that they will have a full Google silicon-based chip at some point. Like You can say, yes, they're they're a software company, but they make the Google phones, they make the Google Home, they make all these hardware devices. Like if they made their own silicon
1: that they could put in those devices. So if, if they ended up doing that, Why would Sony not use their chip? Why would HTC, if they're still making phones, not use their chip? Motorola, like... They could. And wouldn't that be better overall for that software? Like like
3: you said, it would help them uh, make that phone supported for a longer period of time if they were controlling the silicon, too. Now, I don't think they're ever going to compete at the level of a Samsung because Samsung is just... So huge because they're making their own chips, um, but, but but I think but
1: Samsung is only making Exynos, which is not in the U.S. Samsung is using a Qualcomm chip. Are they? Yeah, yeah. And Qualcomm so, again, so maybe Google, supported
3: Google for so just long. needs to buy a Qualcomm, and then they need to make their own silicon. Um, know they might be able to. Are you gonna so
1: fall
0: asleep over there, Darren? You all right? I'm just
1: chilling, man. You just don't you just <laughs> so don't like this Android content, do
3: you? It, so it says
0: it, it is what it is.
3: So it says Samsung is also rumored to be working closely with Google on actual designs of the chips too. That's good. Maybe they'll do some kind of partnership and they'll just Samsung will develop the chip and Google will leverage it. Um, whether that's an Ixynos-based hardware or or whatever it may be. So yeah, they've they've gotta figure something out because iPhone's gonna eat iPhone's eating their lunch.
1: Like, oh yeah.
3: I love I love I love Android and Google. I love the the Pixel phones just doesn't, they dropped the ball the last two years, man. They really did. Like, I wish they didn't because I would have never switched. But they've got a lot of makeup, making up to do for me to switch back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm sorry. It's wait, just, wait the, and it's that. the ecosystem too, right? Like, it's the watch. It's like, when I open my MacBook M1, my, I, my watch unlocks it. Like, come <coughs> on. Like, or, or now, granted, the Pixel Book, if you have a Pixel phone, right, it will unlock well, it. Same
0: way with the, the but, Microsoft phone.
3: Yeah, but Google, why aren't but, you making a watch? Why aren't you making like you have the Google Buds? Why can't you make a watch? Well, if yeah. Tensor goes the it, way they yeah. want it, they might have waiting, I hope a they watch. do. Like, we need the competition. I want the competition. I yeah, want choice. it's just
0: going to make better stuff for us, though. I mean,
3: everything in my house is Google besides my phone and my watch and my laptop. Like, I still use the Google Home. I still use Google Chromecast. I still use um, uh, um, the Nest products. Yeah. It's all Google. Like, I don't want to switch ecosystems if I don't have to. Like, yeah, it, it thankfully it works together and it works pretty well together. Like I haven't even, I haven't went to Apple home kit or anything yet. Like once you go to Apple HomeKit, it's like you're really moving away from the Google ecosystem at that point. But yeah, I, I hope they develop this to be a competitor, a true competitor to Apple Silicon, because if they don't realize the, the gap between what they're doing and what Apple is running away with it right now, man, like them going to their own Silicon,
0: Wait till wait till that new iPhone 13 or 12s or whatever they're going to call it. I'd say it'd it'd probably
3: be the 13, but it's just like this isn't enough. Like if you're a huge Google fan and a huge Pixel fan, this might be enough. If you're coming from like a three, to keep you there, maybe even a four. But like, I mean, I had I had the two, and I went to the 12.
0: Well, I still have the the iPhone 12.
3: It's a great phone. I love yeah, that phone.
0: It's a great phone. It still
3: works but good. The camera system on the iPhone 12, the Pro, especially the Pro. Yeah, hopefully this is comparable, but we'll see. <laughs> it just seems like they're a step behind right now, unfortunately.
1: But I'm glad to see that they're trying. Yes, yes. I'm glad they're to trying. see they're
3: not. I'm glad to see they're not giving up like they've done with so many other products, like Google Music. Yeah. What else? Hangouts. <laughs> Hangouts. Allo.
0: Whatever that one like, is. We could go down the list. <laughs> yeah, but I understand why they got rid of Google Music because they did buy YouTube and YouTube yeah, Music. It that makes sense. No, no sense in having two no, no. platforms that do the exact same thing. Yep, I, agree. I mean it makes sense.
3: But they also have uh Google Maps and they also have
0: Ways.
2: Ways so one of those one of those gonna
3: get converged. So
0: they already are.
3: Why have two apps then?
0: I I I don't I don't know. But when we were going down to Florida, I was like, man.
3: Oh yeah, like they have, they have integrated I was a like, lot
0: of. I was like, here's yeah. speed traps. That just looks like Waze. The, here's this. It just yeah, looks that, like. Yeah. Well, that Waze. was my
3: thinking is like, once they get the APIs and everything integrated enough into Google Maps, they'll just kill Waze, right? It's still. It's like it's just taken forever. Like it's been what three four years since they mm-hmm. bought Waze, but I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Um,
1: Whoa, I know. Do we wrap? Damn,
0: 30 was a hard hitter.
3: So, episode 30, fellas.
0: Yes. In the books. In the books. On Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. Yes. That is true.
1: What is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is Think. that not one of those four? No. no? So, this right
3: was. No. Um,
0: oh. It was Jaws, wasn't it? Did we something? ever
3: do any other episodes not live?
0: No, this will be our first one.
3: I thought we did like one or two others that weren't
0: no. live. I don't know. Even when we were unpacking all this stuff, we did it live. That's true.
3: So this is uh, so episode 30. We did not do this live. Um, not for any particular reason. It's just, uh, um, you know, that's what we decided to do. Well, um, there was
0: a particular reason. That way we could upload higher
2: quality Yeah, so stream, we
3: were using StreamYard. StreamYard was compressing it um, pretty heavily. So hopefully this looks better. If if it does, and you've watched previous episodes and you notice an improvement, please let me know. Because like when I would upload highlights to to Facebook, it would be like, "You should upload this in, in HD." I'm like, "It is yes. <laughs> HD," but, uh, Facebook didn't think so. Um, so hopefully it looks better. Hopefully you like our our uh, close up cam, um, <laughs> which we're gonna get a better camera for that right now we just got like a USB logitech but I've got another camera we just we've got to get the, the hardware to support it so we're gonna get that but um hopefully you like this better um, we'll, we'll probably do live stuff in the future it's just uh, once we grow our audience enough so please share please get your friends to come and watch uh, subscribe and like then um, uh, we'll, we'll do live stuff in the future it's just this longer format stuff is hard to do live because you know, people don't want to sit here for two or three hours more than likely to, to watch. So that's why.
1: Richard? Yeah, what he said. What he said.
3: All right. Ditto. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you if you're listening to the audio version. We greatly appreciate it.
1: And we will
2: see you for episode 31 very soon. Peace. Goodbye, everyone.